Don't yeah. feed people's egos. Yeah, they sure. are just like you. If you want to ask, I've had people message me and say that they were too scared to ask me for advice or help. I'm like, why? I yeah. try and humanize myself on social media as much as I can. Yeah. I will talk about my dry ankles, eating pounds, <laughs> jams, etc. But I do that on purpose do, because yeah. I don't want to be one of those people that make it seem like, oh, my life is perfect and you can't come around to me. I'm not like you. You people are peasants. No. Because no. mm. I think we're all going home to eat, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> the difference is I'm actually tweeting it. Yeah. Hello guys and welcome to a new episode of Don't Let The Stands. You are here today with your host, Ease McKenzie and Nicholas Terrell. And Chopper. And we have a special guest today who Nick is going to introduce. So we have esteemed marketing manager at Disturb in London, um, Stephanie in the building. Um, do you want to pronounce your last name because I don't want to get it wrong? Achigbu. Perfect. Yes. Even though I'm not even sure if I pronounce it right, but you know, sorry, Dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, um, Steph is an amazing person in the music industry who I've wanted to actually talk to for a while. Um, and the guys, when I presented her to them, said, "Yeah, amazing." So immense marketing experience and um, playlist experience as well, which we'll get into later. But um, yes, how are you feeling today? I'm good. That was like a really like ooh, a massive intro. Um, but yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Saturday, thank God. I mm. made it. It's a week, but you know, we move. We move. Catchphrase <laughs> of 2019. Shopping uses it all the time now. <laughs> Literally <laughs> so funny. Um, I'm going to let Eden speak, but how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I was going to ask, can we get like a background? So like of what you've done or... A brief summary um, of who you are and your yeah. receipts. Okay, so, uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure. Um, yeah, so I am a marketing manager at Disturb in London currently. Previous to that, I was a marketing manager at Warner Records. And previous to that, I was a marketing coordinator and playlist manager for Universal oh. Music. Um, I managed the Urban Suite of Playlists for them. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah, so I did that for a while. And before that, I was a publicist. I worked with Cyan Anderson at Cytrax, wow. um, yeah, PR. And I also did a bit at Represent Radio. Yeah. And I also worked at Acoustic Live before that. But yeah, the <laughs> list goes on. I've done a bit of everything, basically. So I'm yeah. CV is strong. Yeah, well. <laughs> basically, you've been around the block. Yeah. You know, these music business streets <laughs> yeah. quite well. Yeah, amazing, man. I definitely know you were in the podcast, um, not podcast, playlist in space. Yeah. Um, so I definitely wanted to talk to you about that, which we'll get into a mm. bit later as well. But yes, cool. Eads, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I've had a very tiring week right now. I'm, str- I'm like running off coffee right now. That's why I'm like so silent today. What's your coffee of choice? Um, I don't even know. There's this brand. I don't drink coffee personally. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. just like because I've been so tired recently, I've been taking like and drinking so much coffee lately, like two cups a day. Oh my days! Um, what? And sugar is. Like, I don't take sugar. Like I don't yeah, take yeah, sugar yeah. in anything that I have. Okay. But recently, I've just been exhausted, man. But it's been an alright week. It's been pretty chilled. Mm-hmm. But it's just been very packed. Very very packed. Mm. Um, but we're back. We're back, man. That's mm. really it. Shop it. Yeah, shops. How are you? I'm good. You're good. Cool. Busy week. <laughs> As always. How's the world of PR? It's it's a lot right now, and next week's going to be even more so, so I'm already looking forward to the end of next week, but <laughs> we move. 
we move again. Yeah. Um, I'm well, just um, for reference, I had a busy week, as Eden said. So um, I can definitely resonate with that. I'm just trying to assess my calendar right now and just see what I need to attend and what I don't need to attend in mm. terms of things I get like invited to and stuff. So this month, because it's Black History Month, is so busy as well. Um, I was at, actually in a Carla talk yesterday at um, White City House, which was really good. He was just talking about the history of the Americas. Um, and then he brought it into the UK as well. So it was mm. a really interesting night. But I'm so tired. I need to sleep after this podcast and just try and stay in for as much of Sunday as I possibly can. Yeah. Um, because work next week, as Shopee kind of said as well, is hectic. It's getting to that time of the year where it's peak time, like all the money to be made, all mm. that kind of stuff before Christmas. So yes, but I'm excited for this conversation, excited for this podcast. Um, Eden, I just want to add, um, Shopee, do you want to do a Respecting Legends for... Someone that just recently Oh, right, passed. yes. So, um, <laughs> in a, I guess this may be somewhat of a new segment, maybe, maybe not. But, um, <coughs> yes, so respecting legends, I would like to just, um, you know, offer our condolences and give our praise to Diane Carroll, mm. who passed away yesterday, 84, trailblazing actress, model, and singer, who really, really, like, a lot of people say broke barriers but she truly did break barriers in the world of entertainment for black women in, in the 50s and 60s the first black woman to win a tony award and the first black woman to be have a starring role in her own tv show and fun fact um that didn't happen again until Kerry washington scandal so that wow. was the first yes yes yeah so, so Kerry washington actually paid homage yesterday with a picture of her um them two together um i think it was at the emmys or something um just hand in hand so she's yeah she's taken the news very sadly but she paid tribute and outside of that, she was an amazing vocalist. So she wasn't a recording artist, but she was a, th um, a musical theatre actress and singer. And um, a f um, someone in my life many years ago said that this is someone that you should study and look up to for the pure like clarity and tone and beauty of her voice. So I, I tweeted from our account, um, a blues medley she did with Louis Armstrong, mm. an amazing performance that I've always looked at many, many times over the years. Um, but for anyone who hasn't heard her sing, because I know we are a music show, but she's primarily known as an actress, but she was a great vocalist too. So I highly recommend you go see any of her Broadway performances, but especially her rendition of I Love You, Porgy, from Porgy and Best. So yes, respecting legends, rest in peace, Diane Carroll. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Cool. And just before we move on to the next topic, I just want to say we're now on Vero as well now. So Vero is another social media. Um, it's slightly more private than what you're used to before. So you can kind of set the people that see the posts that you put on there and um, you have different forms of relationships on there. So you have like close acquaintances, friends, etc., And you can choose who sees what you, what you post basically. Um, so we're there now. Um, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Vero. Um, seeing if I missed anything else. Nah. I think that's it. But we're pretty much everywhere now. So if you find us on there, feel free to give us a follow. Um, we're going to be posting some content on there that won't be anywhere else. Um, same at D-A-T-S-P-O-D. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just to let you guys know that. But let's move on to the music section. So Shopee, do your thing. So yes, as always, we're going to go through what we've been listening to for the last week. So I have four things here. Um, should it be too long? But yes, so last week I spoke a lot about Raphael Sadiq. Um, and his latest album and the kind of spine rolled into this week so I mentioned it briefly his debut album Instant Vintage and um, yeah I've just been listening to that a lot recently this week um, and as I mentioned it before it's definitely like um, in my opinion a key album of the early 2000s in R&B just a really really good album and I just I think more so this week I really appreciated like um, how different it was from his work with 
um, Lucy Pearl, Tony, 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 and how he kind of really came into his own as a overall artist and musician and singer. And um, yeah, just a great album. It's a nice mixture of um, neo soul, R and B, funk, gospel. Um, and I like that it's quite very tongue in cheek lyrically. A lot of humorous moments. The interludes are kind of funny too. So just a great album from a great artist who I've mentioned last week. So if you don't know who Raphael Steek is, check him out. But I'm going to name some of my favorite songs on that project now. One second. So personally for me, songs I'd recommend are You're the One That I Like, Different Times, which features T-Boss from TLC, which is a great duet. Um, People, which is like, in my opinion, a great homage to like Eddie Kendrick's The Temptations, Blind Man, and Uptown. Those are my favorite songs on that project. Amazing album. Next up, we are going to go to... Who should I go next? Patrice Russian. So another old school person. So I don't know if anyone knows who, you, who's, who she is, but she is someone that we've all heard. Patrice Russian is one of the most underrated people i feel of the 70s and 80s but she actually is the one of the most sampled artists in music history like so even if you don't know her songs personally i'm guaranteed you've heard of Vira sample tadella sign jagged edge will smith mm-hmm. Shackled quest jay-z so many artists that we love have sampled her music over the years um escape so many swv i could the list goes on Saba, no name so many artists have sampled her music over the years but she herself wasn't a massive star in her heyday but um I recently was listening to um, her album Now, which came out in 1984. Um, I randomly just had one of her songs in my head on like Tuesday, and I kind of just went back and played her album. And I just really love that sound of the 80s. And and I think we, often we talk about like how great 90s R&B was and the 70s was, but like the 80s was a really good decade too. Like a lot of people like her and t- so Patrice and Tume. The Jones Girls, Rick James, uh, Tina Marie, Evelyn Champagne King, like they had this really cool, funky, jazz synthesized sound. And she herself, her songs were much better than most because she's actually like an accomplished musician. Like, so before she was working as a singer, she was um, an, an accomplished jazz band leader and directing jazz bands and working with like George Bird and Miles Davis. So, like, she's like an accomplished musician she's even a music professor now in addition to touring still in her in her 60s so yeah i check out her album her um now but also check out straight from my heart and songs in particular i'd like to recommend are heartbreak and teach his own his own so patrice russian check her out incredible musician next up we have kadeem tyrell so if one of Eden's good friends and we obviously interviewed him last year for the show he dropped his second ep three or so months ago now but it was the first time i really got to really check it out this week properly i've heard the single um singles even but yeah no um just a really great project and from one my opinion he is one of the best artists we have in the new school of uk r&b artists and that's not because he's just we've interviewed him but like he's generally someone that i champion and i support and i love that his sound is kind of his own he really has his own thing like it's like R&B, but it's like future bounce. It's got garage and vibes, electronic vibes. And then what I like about this project that there was more incorporation of live instrumentation. And I kind of felt like he was like pushing his sound a bit further, but really grounding in the fact that he really has his own thing. So my favorite songs from that are... Come through Spotify. Wait, sorry, is this the new one? Or is this yes, the, the new one? Oh, it's the new one, okay. So my favorite songs from that project are... Um, April 25th, I thought so. Energy, 
and start again. I just feel like for all our old school garage fans, start again. That's the vibe right there. And also the vocal arrangements on this project. So shout out to him. Shout out to him for the way he laced and arranged his vocals. I'm a stickler for good singing. That's my favorite thing in this world. In this terrible world, good singing will always get me happy. And he said he's massively inspired by Brandy. Yes, well, but not, not even just her. Like there's other artists that I can see he's referenced for um, vocal arrangements. I could easily say the same. Music Soul Child. There's a, yeah, he yeah, has yeah, very yeah. Music Soul Child-esque the way he arranges his vocals as well. But the good thing about Kadeem is he kind of keeps it UK centric as well. Because you can hear the garage influence and everything else inside of his his overall sound yeah yeah that's and that's a good point like as as american as his sound is it's also very british and Mm. at the same time it's very modern but it's also very throwback so i don't know how he's curated his sound to be so kind of omnipresent in so many different facets but he's really honing a good lane for himself so and um i heard he had a great show at the miranda a few weeks ago and um, a good friend of mine went there. So yeah, Kadim Tyrell, great project. And lastly, so we have Sierra. So on our Twitter account, we um, highlighted that it was the fifth. Why is that funny? All right, continue. <laughs> why is that funny? Continue, man. I want to know why Sierra. Because I knew you were going to listen to it because it's the 20, what is it, 25th anniversary. Sierra's not, he declared that he was going to listen to it anyway. Oh, did he? That he was uh, going to okay. talk about it. So yes, last week was the 15th anniversary of her debut album, goodies and um ever since that uh, that realization i just like really went back across her entire catalog and i thought like we really need to respect sierra more like I yes agree. yeah like i agree like i know we look at her now she's just like you know doing like you know um being a russell's wife and uh, we don't really care about her music today and for good reason because the new album was terrible but sierra's first four albums were lit mm. like they were really really good and like even just outside of the singles, she has so many gems in her catalogue that weren't singles. We just need to respect her for that. So like even on the first album, Thug Style, Ooh Baby, Hotline, the second album, My Love, Crush, I Proceed, I'm Just Me, and The Fantasy Ride, that was an incredibly underrated album. You Nignogs did not do what was supposed to be done for that album. That should have been a much bigger album for her. Did you say Nignogs? Yes, Nignogs. Negroes, niggers, whoever you are. <laughs> that was a great album. <laughs> And it was disrespected. Like, I just feel like... Which album was disrespected? Fantasy Ride. There were so many great songs on that project. And by, you know, fair enough, there were some poor single choices and some bad marketing. And But, you know, hey-ho. But the actual project was great. So, like, Like a Surgeon, Tell Me What Your Name Is. There are some... Oh, Sierra to the Stage, Ludacris, Killed, High Price, like... Sierra has some great songs in her catalogue and we just need to respect her more for that. And in my opinion, I just feel like she should really be up there with um, B and Rihanna and Alicia Keys as like the preeminent black females of the 2000s. Like we need to respect Sierra more. So check out her catalogue, but not these last two albums, Jackie and Beauty Marks. We can just leave that in the recycle bin. But the first four albums were great. And those are my lessons for the week. Brilliant. Um, <clears throat> so moving to kind of the newer school kind of artists that I've listened to, I'd say um, Radamiz is definitely an artist who, well, he's actually not new, but um, to the mainstream he probably is. But he is a New York-based rapper um, of Dominican descent, and he has been around since the likes of 2012, and he actually won Hot 97, Who's Up Next, in 2013, and has collaborated with the likes of Mad Wiz, um, V Don, and has opened up for Nas, which is ironic because this album pays a lot of homage to the Sonics, the, the likes of him and old school hip hop um, rappers kind of 
did in their time in the 90s and um, late 80s as well. So the album is called Nothing Changes If Nothing Changes and definitely I get that sentiment across the project. Um, he has Survivor's Guilt, which he talks about very much early on um, and in Nyarican Poets Calf, which is an interlude, which is song number seven on this project. And he talks about how he survived the plight of kind of destruction in the Latin American region and his um, his grandparents have fought and had to work really hard for him, his siblings, his cousins, etc., his um, fellow Latino or Latinx communities um, struggles to kind of be where they are in contemporary times. And even still, they go through political warfare, which he talks about um, on songs such as MY, 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 MY. But I think with Radomir's, I really get a lot of just straight rap there. There's no filter. There's no kind of tricks. There's just straight rap. And he's able to convey his story in a really good way. He's a great lyricist as well and deserves so much more credit. Um, I would say the Norican Poets Calf, which is um, one of the interludes on this album is one of my favorites just because it gets to his story, really uncovers who he is as an artist and fundamentally tells his story in a really compact way. I think it lasts less than a minute. Interludes tend to do so. Um, so yeah, it's just a really strong project. And I feel like if anyone wants a sense of what Latin Americans are going through right now in the, this political climate, especially in New York, because there's a high concentration of them there, as is in Washington, D.C., just on the East Coast quite generally, as well as California on the West Coast, I would say that there's a lot of knowledge that you can gain in this kind of form of medium if you don't like reading and all that kind of stuff. Um, he definitely uh, conveys his message and the history of his community really well. So if anyone kind of knows, I studied politics in uni and did a module on American politics, so it really resonated with me because I I just have a fascination with the different enclaves of cultures in places like New York and stuff like that. So Radom is, is definitely underrated. He literally has only 2000 followers, but he's so amazing in terms of what he conveys and his consistency. And the fact that Co Nas co-signed him and allowed him to headline for him just as a testament to that. And he did that in 2016. So he's built up a real cult following um, and he continues to perform live in across New York and across the States really. So I hope he gets to announce a tour because um, that would be great to really get the message out um, to fans on the ground. So again, I think that album is called, um, yeah, it's called Nothing Changes If Nothing Changes. And this artist was called Radamiz. It's spelled R-A-D-A-M-I-Z. And it was released this week, I believe. Really good press coverage too. Um, the second one is actually not released yet, so you're going to have to wait till November for it, but it's Emotional Oranges Volume 2. I luckily got sent it by um, someone who actually listens to the podcast called Paul O'Donnell. So shout out to you, Shope knows him. Um, so yeah, he sent me the um, through the playlist and he said to like just give it a stream, let me know what I think. Uh, so yeah, just it was one of my listens. I've obviously been a fan of theirs for the last um, year or so. Um, it's brilliant. It really is a different sound to their first project. It um, is more, um, there's more electronic influence, I'd say, in this and a very good distribution of the guy and the girl. One of the things I said when I reviewed volume one on the podcast is that I hope that the boy gets more visibility um, as the pair kind of grow in their artistic kind of development in their projects. So he definitely gets some screen time and a lot of the songs um, he takes prominence or runs the middle sections of the songs um, or the chorus, actually. Um, they interpolate uh, a tribe called Quests, um, Can I Kick It, across the album on um, Iconic, no, sorry, West Coast Love, on West Coast Love, which is the fifth song. And I think they're able to transcend what was a very much straight hip hop uh, 
old school hip hop into kind of a West Coast laid back, chilled R&B and electronic cut. So it's really good. And I think uh, the female's voice or the woman's voice, sorry, in uh, the Emotional Orange Trio is able to really kind of take the lead on this song. So where the guy wasn't as prominent, the girl definitely takes prominence. And I'm saying the guy and the girl because I literally don't know their names. They're really mysterious and... Yeah, hopefully if I get to interview them, I can uncover that and get at least the first name from them. But I'd say some of my favourite songs are actually the singles that aren't released just yet. So it's um, West Coast Love, as I just said, Iconic, Not Worth It, um, and Heal My Desires, which closes off the project. So that is expected, um, I think it's November 8th. Look out for that. And they're touring, obviously they're in... um, they're in East London on the end of this month. I think it's the 28th. So definitely check them out and wait for volume two. So those are my two suggestions for this week. What are you listening to, Eden? All right. So I don't have a lot this week, um, but I'm coming here with Daily. So um, I listened to The Spectrum, as Shopee suggested last week, I think. And yeah, I'm really messing with it so far. Um, I know Daily's old music. I kind of stopped after a while. And like I said last week, Terrell Grice's um, feature with him kind of made me like go back to his music again. And going back to this album, I realized why I loved his music so much. It's just the fact that it's so carefree. And it's like, he knows he can sing, but he doesn't overdo it. Um, And with this album, a lot of the songs were quite emotional. Some of them were quite slow paced, um, but he really tapped into his emotions on this album for me. I just really, really sat down with it at work and I was like, am I really going to crowd my desk? Like, (laughs) I was like, what? Um, But yeah, it was really good. I really recommend it. Other than that, I've listened to Summer Walker, but it's too early to actually um, talk about that. Um, I was going to say something, but Shopee has kind of banned me from talking about projects early, so I'm not going to do it this week. Um, But I'm loving it. And other than that, that's all I've got. I spoke about an album release this week. Radomir's. Okay, that's you. (laughs) I I liked it, but I feel like I do have to listen to it more to kind of like talk about it more in depth um, and actually bring it to the podcast and say, you know, this is good. That's good. Recommend it and stuff. But so far, I am enjoying it. Um, Loving the samples. Um, I think Nick has something to say about the samples that are on it. But other than that, I would really (laughs) recommend it. Um, Yeah, like I think the recording she did with Usher, the duet, sounds great. Like sonically, it's amazing. I just think that um, it was lazy to kind of do a sample when you've got an Usher duet. I just think it was a very easy decision to kind of do. So it was like, it was a sample. um, Usher sung some of his older um, lyrics towards the end of the song. Uh, and sung in the same way so it was just kind of like it was a great duet it sounds great like I played it I was like yeah this sounds good but then I just thought about it I was like this is so predictable Mm. like for and that's kind of the issue I have with some of the R&B artists now and there's a certain pocket of R&B artists I'm talking about and it's just with some of the like shorter songs the late the kind of easy sampling kind of things even with the likes of Tory Lanez like he's his career is pretty much made up of samples. sampling like even though it's great like you know some of his samples slap like mm. you know he's had summer bangers a lot like based but they're based on samples they're not based on him yeah. so I've always I always kind of look to these artists and see what are you outside of that parameter that you're using to kind of uh gravitate a fan base and gravitate mm. an audience so with summer I just don't want her to get into that kind of same kind of lane of just sampling interpolating and all that kind of stuff i just think i really want to know who she is and mm. i loved the clear ep just to make it um clear like i did love the clear ep and i'd love more of that the acoustic the slower kind of paced records and stuff like that but i just think this album was very safe mm. from a first second third listen that i had on friday but um i'm not saying it didn't sound great yeah i'm just saying it's safe 
yeah. for a Summer Walker who I no- have known for years mm. and seen her kind of gravitate her career and build it. Um, it's a bit safe. It just felt a bit like, oh, okay, this is what social media is fucking with. Let me just do yeah. 18 songs or something like that. And <clears throat> I will acknowledge we are in a time which we've hinted at on the podcast. It's been a theme of basically season two about how albums are coming out in quick succession and how we're getting fatigued with it. So I completely get Tierra Wack. You mentioned it as well. You made a great point last week about how Tierra Wack, um, and you've made it before, is creating uh, to kind of troll the industry and to kind of acknowledge this is the time we're in. So I think Summer Walker with her songs being two minutes and 37, 38 seconds on average across this album um, is playing tribute to that as Mm. well with a lot of artists as well, just downsizing the size of their songs. Um, It's a testament to the time. So I'm definitely an advocate for the times are changing. This is a cultural marker of the times being changed, but it just feels a bit like Summer Walker's got a bit more to offer but she's holding back because she's almost like, this is what the market wants from me mm. instead of being true to her artistry. But m- maybe this is her artistry. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. So but just, yeah. just on that point of samples, I saw a tweet um, from Tiana before she cussed me out for not mentioning her, but Tiana posted, um, it's time we let go of nineties R and B and saying mm-hmm. this about how like artists from let's say our generation kind mm-hmm. of sample artists from back then. Yep. Do you guys agree with that? Are you guys mm-hmm. tired of hearing samples or? But it's been happening. Yeah. It's been happening. People though. in the 90s were sampling in the 70s and 80s. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, not a, it's not a recent thing. Hmm. Look it's at um, Jay-Z, Hard Knock Life. That was a sample. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah Do you cool. know what I mean? That's one of the, his biggest tracks. Mm. Not one of the biggest hip-hop tracks in history. One yeah. Of I said one of them don't come. <laughs> one of them don't come. <laughs> I said one of them. Do you get what I mean? Like, I think people are... I feel, I feel like there's this whole trend kind of thing of like kind of pushing against things and going against the grain. Mm. And I was being like, oh, everyone's doing this now. I'm so bored. Or everyone's like, all the R&B singers are sounding the same now. I'm so mm. bored, etc. You need to realise that this is history repeating itself. Mm. The same mm. way it was done in the 90s and 80s, it's the same way it's going to be done now. People are paying tribute to their idols yeah. and what inspired them the same way that the people in the 90s did that. Yeah. People, in, people in the 80s did it and with the 60s music. It's... Yeah. If you literally listen listen back to people's catalogs, you can you can hear it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and even samples I didn't even know existed. I, mm-hmm. Certain songs I didn't even know were samples, mm-hmm. and then, then literally you go on Google, you and, you go on Google and you find that it's like from the fifties, sixties, etc. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, everyone's mm-hmm. sampling. So Do you know what it is? I think it's the me almost the media we're in because we have yeah. more visibility over it now. Whereas yeah. back then it wasn't as. There was, there was obviously documentation culture, mm-hmm. but I don't think, just because there's so many mediums, there's books, yeah. you can find it on Twitter, you can find it on Google, you can find it here, you can find yeah. it on YouTube. Genius, obviously the platform mm-hmm. made for kind of stuff like that. I think it just maybe gets us into a psyche of there's so much going on and then yeah. everyone's paying homage and all this kind of stuff yeah. like that. So I think you're definitely right. All our artists that we love to this mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. have paid homage. Shoppe just paid homage to someone yeah. who generations after mm-hmm. still paid homage and that's not just 2019. I think with me, it's probably just the digestion of the media just keep on reporting on it but um, um, I think you're right you've made a really valid point and also we have more media to show that influence so I mentioned Patrice Russian so she was most prevalent in the 80s late 70s early 80s and a lot of the artists that I mentioned that some of her songs were from the 90s early 2000s that was like the peak of when she was being heavily sampled still today now but more so but also with the whole 90s thing, like, because we have music videos now and we can do these, like, 90s-inspired photo shoots, which weren't really a mm. thing. You couldn't do that in the 80s because the, the even the medium of the music video was still 
in its infancy back then. So no one was going to really do a video dedicated to the 60s. They were just going to do a box stand video of them singing their song. Whereas now we're mm. so much more creative now, so much more forward thinking like, okay, I'm going to do a video that pays tribute to In Living Colour or New Edition, mm. X, Y, Z. So that's another reason too. So a lot of these artists who were read and inspired by like your TLCs and your Bobby Browns and whatnot, because we have the medium of video and the medium of magazine photo shoots and yeah. PR and stuff. You mm. can like use that as an angle to sell mm. and engineer your music. Whereas you couldn't do that. We could, but not as much. You weren't really going to mm. see someone like, I don't know, Anita Baker mm. going to do a Diana Ross photo shoot or Diana Ross music video. She was going to do her video of her singing her song. A hundred percent. I think like if you look at Kalani, like the big one of the mm. ones that's inspired so much, she could do a TikTok. She could do an IG live. She could do a music video. She could do a song. She could do an album. She could do mm-hmm. so many different their photo shoots. She could do so many different things to pay homage. And she probably has done an assortment of what I've just said. Mm. Um, so it's like, it is in your face on every angle, every app, every mm. medium, um, every source of kind of reporting that you can get so I think it is yeah it's the visibility thing of it not that it's not actually happened historically Mm. because it does Mm. and it continues to do so so yeah but now so Stephanie what have you been listening to for the last week I have been listening to a project that dropped probably a few weeks ago when it comes to new new music I like I'm one of those people that likes the hype to die down unless I'm really mm. interested in my artist. Mm. I don't care if everyone's shouting about, about it on socials. I'm going to wait. Um, Kano, Hoodies All Summer. Oh, mm. nice. Yeah. Um, is, to me, probably one of the most exceptional albums that have dropped this year. And I feel like it's not getting the recognition that it deserves. Mm. A lot more people need to be talking about that album because this is a man who's literally managed to make himself relevant for the past, what, I would say... Going on 20. Oh, going on 20 years now mm. and for him to drop a body of work of that kind of quality and that standard yeah after all those years and with the phases that we've been through as com- as consumers yeah it's absolutely mind-blowing like class mm. of danger literally i know you crashed my car listen to that one. <laughs> I was literally like what gets when gets come through literally i lose oh my mind my like do you get what i mean like stuff Love like gets. that like for me that's him paying homage to everything that we've kind of been through Mm. as a culture Mm. throughout the past two decades and kind of reminding us of where we're coming from, Mm. where he came from and where we came from in terms of the influences that Mm. we see now. And for me, I don't know, it's just like, I feel like it's a really important album, especially me coming from East London. It's like seeing that Kojo Funds is on there. It's like someone else who's from Canning Town. I'm not from Canning Town, but from Newham. Yeah. But seeing those people on there and seeing DWE who literally live around the corner from me. Mad. Like seeing him on the album's like, cool, this is like a proper project for us. And if you know me on social media, I'm always champion, you champion are. in you East are. London. Yeah. Always, because it's so important and integral to um, who I am to na- today mm. and how I grew up and the things I've seen, etc. So yeah, that album for me is uh, one of the really important big ones for me. I, I absolutely love it. Love it. Teardrops is amazing. Mm. Um, I'll say Pan Fried as well. Absolutely amazing. But yeah, I think I recommend that everyone should just listen to the album just throughout Definitely. the whole thing. 
Yeah, it takes some time to digest. And I think what I'm loving about him and Getz, you mentioned, mm-hmm. their rollouts for that album was incredible. Like mm-hmm. Getz did a Spotify exclusive yeah. thing. One of our friends of the podcast, Shantae, did it and documented that. And then he did like a sit down interview mm-hmm. as well. And then obviously with this album, Kano obviously did so much around it as well. Had a conversation, Channel mm-hmm. 4, I think it was with Okada. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And he did um, not one, but two like very exclusive events. Another friend of the podcast, yeah. Jesse, was at one of them. Um, and then he did one recently. I think it was to promote like um, a show in yeah. promotion of his album as well. So I, I'm just loving the rollouts and the creative strategy mm. and the real cultural conversations that are happening as mm. well. Yeah. I think the UK is in a really good time for like album rollouts if the labels and stuff yeah. get it right or even independent movements. They're really curating an experience and yeah. that's what the fans want in today's age. So mm. Kano, obviously one of the goats over here, like it's an amazing. And it, I love that you said about East London as well because everyone usually says obviously South London. Yeah. That is a hub of itself. <laughs> Like we all know what happens. Everyone in every spectrum of the industry happens to come from there. But like East has its scene as well. Like there's so many prominent talents Mm -hmm. that come from East London too. So I love that you, the regional stuff came out there as well. I love that. We have a lot of history. Yeah, um, you do. When it comes to music. So for me, it was like Kena dropping this album. I was like, cool, we've got something. Mm. Like we've got something here in this present time to kind of like solidify our history because people forget. The Kano, Wiley and Dizzy. We all came from East London. Do you <laughs> Listen, get what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, so for me, I know it was just really important to see him come about. And now, I, even the rollout, like you said, with the short film. Mm, yeah, short film. And the storyline well, around yeah. that. And then the whole set, like in the, um, in the middle of like the funeral, like the after service, mm. like the party, the house party, and then having that set in the middle <coughs> of the living room. Everyone was, I literally just lost my mind. I was like, mm. this is absolutely amazing. And then having the album come out and then I was listening to the songs, like I listened to the album throughout from the beginning to the end. I was just like, this is amazing. Mm. And I knew, I kind of knew that not a lot of people would talk about it. It wouldn't get the same hype as like maybe a Stormzy or I don't know, like whoever's relevant now. But for me, it was like, it was really important. Mm. So I kind of just had like a, not a grime project more so, but a project that kind of pays homage to the grime roots Mm. in this present time for the kids that might not know Kano or might not really care about Wiley or just see him as the person that rants on Twitter. Yeah, or really yeah, know about yeah. DWE. Do you get what I mean? Just yeah. have a project now in this present time that they can listen to and think, okay, cool. This guy's actually quite sick. Okay, yeah. it's quite sick. Like, who's that? And research into him and like mm. listen to his back catalogue. Mm. Maybe get an idea of like the true history of our culture. Definitely. So yeah, that was really important for me. Yeah, yeah definitely. Even DWE, I've been seeing a lot this year getting reclaiming like yeah. love and all that kind of stuff. And I think we're in an era where obviously Jesse has spoken about this on the podcast mm. where Grime didn't get the documentation that it really deserved and the origins and stuff like that one thing i can only remember is some brief channel 4 documentary which was like about four or five years Mm -hmm. ago didn't really get into the scope of things but like that was my first kind of i was like oh okay let me go back and research it but now we've got the likes of trench obviously jp's in his position we've got jesse doing a conversation at the end of the month it's literally like we almost albums do need to come out now Mm -hmm. to kind of get the education from what happened back then and just get people to go back like Mm -hmm. you said and research the origins people have published books on the on Graham a bit recently though. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. There's been quite a few books published. Yeah, yeah. And I get it, like, books and everything, they help, but what are the kids really going to listen to? What, if you were a 14-year-old boy who's kind of curious about Grime, what are you going to do? Read a book or are you going to listen to an album? 
I mean, me personally, I would do both. He's a book mm. guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're talking. Okay, you're but typical cool fourteen year because yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, 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 talking yeah, yeah. about um, yeah. Summer Walker's project and why the songs are so short. Mm. Literally, as someone that comes from a streaming background, yeah. I can literally tell you now that if the data shows that we have short attention spans when it comes to oh, streaming yeah. music. Yeah. If it's past two minutes and 30 seconds, it literally, the, the drop-off rate is ridiculous. Right, so some People stop listening similar. after 70%. They don't, they don't complete the song. Mm. 70% of people complete the song. The other 30%, they drop off halfway through. Mm. We were talking about this on the way here, actually. Do you know the idea that um, you know Summer Walker's album is quite short in terms of length and yeah, everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about attention spans and how mm. we don't really pay. Th- well, actually, Shopper, you had a, the different perspective. You're talking about how you yeah. preferred some songs that were actually quite long. Like it depends um, on the artist. Yeah. yeah, that's what you said. So you're talking about Miles Davis, who has a, one of your favorite songs about ten minutes, right? And then there was another one. Who was it? Fail Arcuti. And it was like thirty minutes. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it depends on the artist. I, w- I don't want a ninety minute song from Summer Walker. Yeah, yeah. But some artists. Can you like, imagine? Sorry. Can you imagine a nine-minute song Ooh. from someone yeah. just start going into the intricacies of weed? Yeah, because <laughs> she does love smoking. I'm not yeah. making a stereotype, guys. She yeah. actually does love smoking. But then also, like, I think it's also a case of you know taste. Like, yeah, my brand on the show is one of the uncle and the old soul on here. So like, a lot of the eyes I I love as much as I love a lot of newer eyes, and I've mm. spoken about them too. Mm. Everyone knows that I'm the old school person. So even when I mentioned Patrice again, mm. like um. She has a song called Number One, which is like eight minutes long. But and the traditional song ends at three minutes, but then she's actually a musician, so there's like a nice piano solo, there's a jazz solo in the mm. middle. So like and me, I love all that stuff. Mm. But I I guess, you know, common person, nineteen years old, may not want to hear that anybody got time for that. Mm. Mm. But so for me it depends on the artist. Even someone like who I adore, like um, even like um her. I don't want a twelve minute her song. Mm. It depends on the eyes. So like, so like, like so people like, like um, fell like, out. word her right. So people, so people like, like I said, um, um Miles Davis, Felakuti, Stevie Wonder, like they have yeah. like these really extensive songs. But I think that's because D'Angelo, but, but they're actually like musicians. Yeah, so, so it would, it would, yeah, Prince especially. Yeah, Prince is really like intricate. one of my favorite songs by him, Lady Cab Driver. That's like a good mm. ten minutes long. Yeah, and for some people may get bored of that, but because he's actually a musician, like there's gonna be chord progressions, there's gonna be modulations, there's gonna mm. be key changes all that stuff whereas you're not really going to get that with I don't know listening to whoever Summer Walker what do you think about Frank Ocean then like pyramids then like what's your thoughts I think that's a great song Yeah, I love that song I prefer the second half but I do like and ironically I know that's like everyone's favourite Frank Ocean song it's not mine personally pyramids yeah people be streaming pyramids I feel like if you go on Twitter and ask what's top 5 Frank Ocean songs a lot of people would say a lot of people would say pyramids really a lot of people would say that he's got way better that wouldn't even make my top 10 yeah, no, I, I, I like the second half of that song yeah. really and truly, but I appreciate that he's yeah. got a whole body of work. Like, yeah. I thought he has the caliber to do it, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's not personally my favorite in top five. I don't even, think I do love, I do like that song, yeah. but it's definitely not amongst my favorite yeah. Frank Ocean songs. Mm. But, um, so you know, I appreciate that he did that. And I mm. remember I was that's 2012, I was like, oh, okay, like we're still on the same, but you see how it kind of has its own little mm. identity and like how they're a little like, oh, I like this part, the four minute mark, mm. I yeah. like the two minute mark here. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it depends on the artist. So, not mm. every artist I'm going to want that from, but yeah. because of the, a lot of the artists I listen to in my spare time are musicians or producers in addition to being singers and writers, I'm like, mm. okay, so I am cool with that personally. And also, as someone who goes to a lot of concerts, it's like, it makes me excited. So, like, D'Angelo does that quite a bit too. So when I saw D'Angelo live, it was like, it just really emphasized how intricate and how amazing he is as an overall 
talent, yeah. talent musician. Yeah. So it depends on the artist and depends on the song. I'd agree with that. Do you think anyone from this school would be able to do that? So this generation would be able to create like a long... 100%. Ryan mm. Leslie. Oh, you yeah. Think so? Ryan, Ryan Leslie, Leslie, he's an incredible producer. I can watch that man make a beat. <laughs> I have watched that man make a beat. I love I, watching yeah. producers do Ryan Leslie, I think he's the only person that really can make me stay and like, listen. Apart from Fela Kuti. Okay. Stay and listen to a ten minute song. Mm, yeah. With me, I think Miguel has the capability to do it. He has Ooh. a few songs like that. Yeah, that's what mm. I was. Yeah. So I think he's teach got the me from the first to do album. it. Yeah, like you, he can go really in, and he was talking about how he made Kaleidoscope Dream um, with some songs of Alicia Keys as well. And I, I know he has the capability to do that. Like mm. he's a proper seasoned producer, and he he knows what he wants from songs as well. Um, another person that sprung to mind is Leon Bridges. I feel like he could definitely go in and do a couple of in, like change some stuff, chord progressions vocal arrangement changes like I definitely think he has the capability to do it as well and he's someone who obviously pays homage to older school genres as well um so I think the the artists that really are students of the game mm-hmm. can I, I think could be able to do it I wouldn't want to hear a Summer Walker song or well, even her and I, her I, is I, a I student say, of the game I'm surprised well. you said no to her because, because she, she's a musician as well she plays so many different instruments she but does, her, music, her style of music doesn't work for that, for yeah. that kind of length it's her style of music yeah and I think also it's when I heard her attempt some things that I would probably hear beyond a four minute mark which was obviously the spoken word that kind of stuff and I was just like what song Lord is coming no, no, no. There was um, a new song. Oh, I forgot what it was. But there's um, a more recent... I like The Lord Is Coming, but there was a more recent song where she was just going in and it was just like, it's not working here. Yeah. Like, it's just not... I don't know what's going on with... I think it was a live performance on... Um, the, the VMAs? It might have been that one. Oh, that it was just, she, was just go, she was just doing a lot. She was calling people coons, not coons, but essentially saying we're coons, all this kind of stuff. I was like, this is politics, it's not what we want. It's not from you. When they try and force a political moment. Yeah, like it's just her. Stop it. Take the shades off as well. (laughs) (laughs) Take the shades off as well. We know who you are. Uh, Do you know what? I said this last year and her team's still not reading the tweets. Get a sunglasses deal. Your bag is ready to be got. Yeah. Get the bag and then take, take it them off, off. because Please. we know who you are. We know you're so Gabby Wilson. Oh. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to catch a lawsuit. Allegedly, Gabby she, Wilson. Yeah. It's not allegedly it's anymore. It's Just like the team don't try and fly <laughs> me off to America. <laughs> it's like, we'll it's, but it's like, not allegedly anymore. Like it's on Wikipedia. It's her. And, okay, yeah, fine, and fine, if, fine. if you read her interviews, you'll say birth name Gabby Wilson. It's okay, literally cool. her. No, I knew that from the first part. I was like, this girl was signed to us before. Like we know who you are. Like. Stop. Like, I saw you with Justin's guy back in 2012. We've all like, seen the footage of you 12 years old singing exactly. yeah. songs. songs. Like, it's fine. See how the facial, you've still got the same it's face. Fine. It's fine. Like, just take it off. Like, take it off. But yeah, I love. I actually love her though. These guys know I actually yeah. do love her. Big fan. Can we Me rele- too. Can we release the actual album now? <laughs> like, I want the actual album. I mean, it should hold off. You think she should hold off till next year? She should hold off. Because mm. there's this thing where everyone's like, yeah, there's a hype. Yeah, let's drop mm. the album now, babe. No. Mm. <laughs> like, Wait. At the beginning of the year, and people yeah. having a conversation on Twitter, and the amount of people that are actually streaming your project and buying, facts, and yeah. buying completely different. No, at the beginning of the year, I was talking to Shopify. I said she should release it in the autumn, but what she's done this year, obviously the move yeah. she's made, I'm like, nah, nah, nah. like the whole yeah, now, like, it's it's too much. Now. Come another, out. that's what I'm EP, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's one. too much as come out. Like, I think yeah. I, I mean, think an EP would be fine to test the waters. And no, really it's no more. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like we've had Molly a while, Molly. Like, this next I know. Let me say it again. Because you did another one. So we had in 2016, <laughs> we had volume one. He's going in. He's going in. In 2017, we had volume two. two. Mm-hmm. Later 2017, volume two and a half. Mm-hmm. 
And then last year we had I used to know her part one. A couple months later, I used to know her part, part two. two. And then now 2019, she now makes I used to know her the album, which is basically the two EPs put together with five extra songs. Mm-hmm. And they were all great songs, by the way. I didn't talk about it, but the five new songs were great. But I was like, okay, sister, it's enough. It's enough. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> she rattled off. And like, even, I actually think she's, she's got a bit of overexposure in, in some ex- aspects. Even like the VMA is like, why are you performing? Yeah. Like, why? And then she, she did Good Morning America, like, why? Yeah, she did. Mm. Yeah, she I'm did. Like, I'm just like, okay, why? Like, yeah. What? what What's this for? <laughs> yeah, because now it's like when you do have the album, what what promo are you going to do? Yeah, like, you've done everything. Yeah, now. what uh, more which, can you bring? Yeah. Which can sometimes table. work against you. Yeah, so like you have to hold back on the bit. Yeah, like if even if you do secure good promo, I've had to do it so many times. Yeah, you just have to be like, we can't do it now, but can we perhaps hold this off? Oh, me too. I know what that's like. And the artist yeah. wants to fight you, but you're like, listen, no, wait, it's yeah. the Because when you drop that album, no one's speaking about it. You're going to come you. over and be like, oh yeah, marketing. I'm like yeah, no, we, we did our job. Yes, we did our job. We did our job to say, yeah, no, I totally get why they would hold back. I'll yeah. hold back on someone like her. But I don't feel they are. And I kind of feel like, in a strange way, because some in some circles, some would still say she's new, some would say she's emerging. To me, I feel like she's quite established now. So kind, yeah, I kind of... you know who she is. I yeah. kind of feel like when the album comes, and I wrote an article about this, I feel like it's supposed to be like the big moment. Where I kind of feel like it'll kind of be a bit tepid. It's like... There's, she already has a big catalogue. Already has a big yeah. catalogue of music. It's not like, who can I say like now? So when Ari finally dropped, she only had one EP. Then she yeah. had the mm. YouTube stuff, which has been removed off the internet now. Yeah. But it's kind of like, okay, Ari has finally dropped her debut mm-hmm. album. Yeah. Whereas hers, like, we're five EP sis. Yeah. She kind, of fati- <laughs> she kind of fatigued the market. And I think almost when she won that Grammy, I was like, oh, like I'm a yeah. bit disappointed. I was a bit like, why now? Like, I want her to win a Grammy, but I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, like it was still an EP cycle now. Like, yeah. and obviously, artists win Grammys prematurely all the time. Yeah. But someone who I'm actually watching and invested in, yeah, like she's almost she's broke adult contemporary. She's done all of this mm. with the Grammys. She's done near enough five EPs mm. now in different iterations. It's like touring it's the scared. world. It's almost it's um, Essence Festival yeah. as well, which she was great at. But it's like it's almost it's yeah. You fatigue the market. You've done Good Morning America, all this kind of stuff. So when the album drops, it's like you've almost achieved everything you've wanted to achieve. She's What's already now? here. You've I, won a Grammy. Like, two. you know what I mean? Two. Yeah, you've won Do you know what it is? Grammys. I think it's because she, when she rebranded as her and then she did this whole mysterious thing with mm. uh, with a strategy like that, it takes a while to unveil yourself. Yeah. Because I thought she was going to unveil herself after the first EP. Yeah, I was when like, when I saw okay, the strategy, so... I was like, oh. Yeah. Second one came along. Oh. <laughs> Third one came along. Okay, you've got the glasses small, on, but we small. noticed it was like small, small. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Started doing a bit more promo and mm. stuff. I think with her, what she's going to probably try and do is like ghost for a bit, for mm. a while. Yeah. And kind of make it known that she's working on the album, but yeah. like stretch it out. Yeah. So probably I do it like so. a J. Cole, but over the span of a year. I feel like she'll be back. If yeah. her team is smart, yeah, they'll make the, her release summer, post-summer. Yeah, like, so yeah. I yes. think she'll come back with like yes. a really strong album mm. and like a, maybe like a mini documentary yeah. to go along yeah. with yeah. it. And like a really, really nice rollout. Yeah, a really nice rollout. So I feel like that's, that's something she would do. I would do something, something like she that needs for her to artist. Because she's, for someone like her, because she has literally been everywhere. She's done everything. It's mm. like, cool, we don't want to seem that she's just constantly Here. active and in the market. Mm. Yeah. Because mm. no, no, there's no excitement. There's it's no buzz. Yeah. We know there's a new yeah. her track coming. Do you get what yeah. I mean? Even that one dropped last week, that song of YG, why did we need that? Like, why did we need that song? <laughs> and I'm sure it, was, it wasn't yeah. even good. I'm sorry. Do you know what? Her um, team just need, we need to just tell her team lockdown now. Yeah. Shut up. You're not unemployed for how long? Like, just go. go. Like, it's go time. Go to the hill somewhere. You know, write yeah. songs I don't want to see 
her until summer of 2019, 2020. And even that's early for me. Personally, it's the artist deadlines. I don't want to see you. Deadlines, the artist. I don't want to see her. And the thing is, I'll make it clear. I am a big fan of you. I love you. I love you. And I've seen you twice now. You were incredible at Essence this Mm. year. Amazing. You were incredible at Coco two years ago. I like love your music. But I do not need anything from you no <laughs> photo shoot no interview no features <coughs> nothing i don't want to see or hear from you until july 2020 at the earliest the chris brown syndrome we've got chris brown syndrome next week we've got chris brown syndrome he's had the project oh no 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 no, no, no. chris, him, chris brown is 2023 i'm convinced <laughs> no, that chris really brown is trying to get out some kind of deal um, because um, i don't understand who keeps asking for these 40 do you know what you might be right because he's very um, he's very lucrative for obviously RCA who's been signed to yeah. for ages so mm. you might actually be because right. I'm like who's asking for these 40 track albums I don't and I, the just the what survey are you guys looking at mm. what are the streaming stats saying because I literally can't get past the third song because I'm just so demotivated by seeing the <laughs> remaining 37 tracks that I need to get through do you know like, what it you know? is do you know what would be curious to me if he actually released songs that sounded different but we get the same, same. iteration literally. of the same thing I don't know who is in control right now I think it's you because you probably fired everyone but it's like nigga we need some new sounds. We need some new Get sounds. Get that dumb auto-tune lacing off your voice. It's, it's done. We need a good it was R&B done album. four years yeah. ago. We need just 10. 10 that's all we would. 10 songs. To dash it out. A nice little R&B project. Not now. In like 2021. If, for me, no, no, no. Like, we need You know? Yeah. Get your legalities in order. Come yeah, back to the UK sort out your life. Get it's the right. drugs out of your system. Yeah, yeah the drugs, like really then, sort yeah, out your life. Yeah, Go to the hills and yeah. really sort out your life. Because you're still in Karuchi's comments. I feel like he doesn't realize that people can see him yeah, he's like, in the comments. Nigga, I'm like, I'm that can, nigga, I'm that real we one. We can see you. Yeah. We can see you. I mean, I liked um, Heartbreak and the Full Moon, not the album, the actual track the within track. the album. Okay. Um, you went, you I think dug, it was you like dug. either track 11 Ooh. or 14, Ooh. somewhere around there. Have I press play? Listen, I just go. I sk- I skipped to halfway through the you track. Heard about like, I don't 13, like it. Yeah. Don't like it. Heartbreaking the Full Moon is actually a really okay. good song, um, but for him, I'm just like, just go to the hills, mm. literally sort out your life, and come back with a really good project. Yeah. That 18 tracks maximum, please, because this whole 40 I, I track thing. I see. I see how you're trying to break the rules and stuff and go against yeah. the streaming stats, but at the end of the day, the people will always win. Mm. I, can, I I would love to see the stats on that album. Oh, I'm telling you now, no tired. one got to the last five tracks. Mm. No one got to the last. Well, the last twenty. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, I get it. You're trying to go against the grain here. Like, no one's dropping like twenty track al- um, um, albums track. anymore. But you came with a forty track album to do what? Mm. In a market where no one really likes you like that. Yeah. Mm. And do you know what it is? That damn MJ inspiration. We need to just wash let it, it off now. Let the man rest. Now. MJ finished. wasn't doing 45 let track albums. No, no, not even that. It's a wider issue. It's just him always. The MJ moves. The MJ, the same dance moves in the videos. He's, and he can dance. We we, let's, we cannot we take know. that away from him. But back flipping, cheeky thinking, moonwalk. Like, every It's the same the man thing. alone. Like he's rolling in the grave. He's rolling alone. Janet's been giving you calls at night telling you to just stop that come shit. On. Like, come on. Like, it's over. Like, this whole brand of his is monotonous. It's the same thing. Oh, bless him. I feel like he's, he, 
He's one of those guys that feel like as he's get got he's he's overwhelmed by yeah. actually getting older. Yeah. Like the market is moving on and he's exactly. always been like, like he's been in the game since he was sixteen. Mm. Now it's gonna be hard, you know? It when is, the, yeah. everything's changing, you're trying to evolve keep with up. the market and keep up. He's not evolving with anything. I know, but he's trying. Look at that, you know what that it little is? quiff that he had. Oh, do you know what it He's is? He's trying. Fan, do you know what it is? Those damn fan base. Because I used to be a strong big Chris Brown fan. I used to be a but strong But the thing Chris is, the damn fan base, you keep making him chart. Stop making him chart. Just and stop. Realize, like, and then he'll realise. Stop making him chart. Because I've stopped. I've stopped. Personally, I've stopped. And I used to we be a big Chris Brown fan. On a too. big, big, no, honestly. Chris Brown Chris boards Brown back in the day, guy. the forums. I Listen, was there. Chris Brown was meant to be our legend. Like one of our legends. He was meant to be. He messed himself. Messed it up And now he's coming back with the quiff. That, that like quiff. the collab with Drake was a great move for him, very <laughs> questionable, but a but great move for him. I'm glad you mentioned it. Was, that. It was, it was, it was. Because I don't know if you guys are aware, that's actually his first top five single in 11 years. Mm. What? Mm. That's wow. his biggest mm. hit since Forever. Is, I don't think yeah. I understand. The oh, market forever, was yeah. that was a terrible forever song. Was a you didn't like Forever? I never liked that song. Forever was one of my favorites. I what? love Forever. Of course no. it would be. It was a Bebo banger, guys. It was a Bebo banger. I love Forever. It was on my Bebo. Hey. Sorry. It's not one of his best songs. Sorry, Wall to Wall. Yeah. Kiss Kiss. Yeah, Wall to Wall. Yeah, those are bangers. Forever was That was his bag, though. Kiss Kiss, all that kind of stuff. That was his bag. Pop in. Yeah. Ooh, Chris Brown. Winner. Ain't no way. Just Fine. Woo! Just Fine was a banger. Listen. Even Thank You. Thank You was a banger as well. Chris Brown been Take You Down. I was just about to say. I was literally just about to say. Boy. The beds, hey. the amount of babies created. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No bullshit. No, yeah. oh, yes, oh, yeah, yeah, no I'm no sorry. Bullshit. I'm so sorry. The one Kerry Hilson and Chris Brown song. Wait, which one? One night stand. Wait, yeah, I was about to say. I was just about to say. I was just about to say. Come on, speak on it. And Kerry was not superhuman in that video. Not superhuman. Superhuman being quiet. No, superhuman was good. I'm sorry. It was a Bebo bagger, but I'm not really oh, no. feeling it now. No, one Night Stand is the, is the one. One Night Stand yeah. is the one. Ooh, he had Harry's some, he had some tunes, man. He was supposed to be our legend, but he messed up for himself. And now on I just feel like levels. he's just trying to catch up and kind of feel what's like current in the market mm. and kind of make it his own. And yeah. There listen. was a bit of an evolution, though, when you said there was, he wasn't evolving with the market. There was a tiny bit right, when he went into the EDM it. scene and he tried to figure that out. There was that little did, spurt, yeah, and then he, he kind of like dipped. No, 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 no. I will agree with you. He, no, no, no. He's a he was a pioneer in that movement where he tried to merge the R and B. The yeah. <laughs> no, for his generation. Okay, let's look. No, 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 no. Hold on, Tiger Kelly Rowland was the innovator of that. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, Tiger Kidding. His, his identical twins for one point of the time for like two or three years. So don't, there was a time where all three of them niggas, we didn't know who they were, which one was which. So he did create a market <laughs> for the male R&B guys tapping into different kind of shit, like in terms of that. But then he got yeah, monotonous. Usher. Usher was Usher a part was, of that oh moment. My God. Usher was a follower. Usher was a part of that moment, but Usher I don't think he was a, oh as a leader. But Chris Brown like, was like more brazen. I think with Chris it. Brown ran there because that was the only market that wasn't really affected by the scandal between him. Do and you think Leonard. that's actually a nice thing? Oh, that's a way that's of actually a nice thing. I think he ran. It was the safe space. It's like okay, cool. That can be safe. Jay Z Let's let's go over here. Like I remember the look Jay Z gave him that one night. There was like one picture. Jay Z's looking at here, which just. It's mental. It's like one of these award shows. It's like, you don't touch the rock. Basically, Kanye just was don't stunning touch the rock. Don't even come and touch Beyonce's hand. Just move, nigga. Just yeah. move. Yeah. I, I feel bad for him, man. Chris Brown. You know therapy, what? Therapy. And I actually want to propose it so we have to do it. I want us one day on this show to do a proper dissection of Chris Brown's career. One day on this show. 
and we just did it for like the last 20 minutes or so, 10 minutes, but mm. we need to really, because one of my friends actually said this, my, shout out to Cheryl, because she was, she was an ex-Team Breezy fan. <laughs> oh um, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think everyone, everyone Everyone's ex. You know? But there's just so much that can be said about his career. A lot. So, so much. much yeah. So much things. I just like to end this point on there's no quality control with Chris Brown in 2019. There's no quality control. No. And I guess that concludes what we're listening to, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love Steph's energy already. Sorry. I love it. And you bring love the perspectives, it. love it. You bring the perspectives. That's actually a really good one with Chris Brown. I actually definitely think that might be a... Like, That's a very good point. Mm. That he ran to that lane because it's like, oh, them, they, they don't care yeah, about yeah, they got, they let's, yeah, Let's just go to the safe space yeah. where anything goes really. Yeah, And even right. the getting out of his contract, maybe that's why he's putting out so much music. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely I, think that might be. I think it that might, might be, be true. That, because mm-hmm, it's definitely not the streaming stats. Yeah, them streaming stars are looking cool. Ooh, Jesus. Yeah. Right. to be in that label meeting, but yeah. Right, right, right. News, news, news. So let's get this one out of the way because I'm just, I don't even want to talk about it, but the X Factor, what? Ce- the celebrity series <laughs> is here. What I are you talking wa- about? Let me just let you know, I don't watch these shows no more. It's Neither do I. Me, but it's news. Yeah, it made the news. Um, so I need to research this. I'm not going to lie. Um, don't worry, I'll give you, give you the update. <laughs> so um, it's finally got an air date. Um, it's Saturday, October 12th. So I believe it starts next Saturday. Um, it's a spin-off series and it actually involves the likes of Love Island contestants on it. Um, so obviously it's not the usual series, it's a celebrity one. Um, so among the show's contestants for this lineup, um, it will be made up of Zara McDermott, Wes Nelson, E.R. Booker and Samira <laughs> Almighty, which are a Love Island series. Everyone's face when I'm reading this out. Fucking hell, mate. Okay, the names get worse, guys. So other big, big, big names taking part. Big names are former Strictly Come Dancing dancer, Brendan Cole. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Brendan Cole, he was on Strictly Come Dancing. The Chases, the Chases, Jenny Ryan. Who? Holly Oaks and Holby. Anyway, um, they're, getting checks bigger than mine. they're getting checks bigger than mine, so I don't know. Holy, Holby City actor, um, and Holly Oaks actor, Jeremy Edwards, <laughs> reality star Megan McKenna, and Coronation Street, Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there a guy from Glee on that? <laughs> Wait, what? There's a guy on Glee. There's yeah, a guy from yeah. Glee's on there, um, which I think is unfair because you know you can sing. Victoria Akanoi, I think, yeah, Victoria Akanoi. Um, Nicole Scherzinger, Simon Cowell, Louis Walsh. Oh, I thought she was on the show for it. So. Dermot O'Leary. <laughs> we'll be back on the show. They made her join the celebrity the one. Show. Dermot has said, it's really interesting. We went out and shot it in LA. And as what? long as you pick the songs, there's some good singers out there. You have to make sure you're in the comfort zone. But most of the people we have, we might be pleasantly surprised with. It might not work. We need, to make, we need to make a really fun Saturday night show, whether we can find a recording artist, I have absolutely no idea. The chances are we probably won't, but I love the idea that we're trying right now. So that is X Factor Celebrity Edition. Will any of you guys be tuning in next Fuck Saturday? No. I'm not watching that. For X Factors, however many seasons long edition. Wait, but I just want to know, are they not doing like a normal X Factor? No, yeah, this is, repla- this, no this, this, this is, this is, this is re- replacing. This it. is replacing... The X Factor. But did no one apply this year? I need to know how yeah. they came to this conclusion. So wait, there's no Christmas single from no, like no, anyone? No. Oh, that's dead. But <laughs> the winner of this show gets a record deal. So Samira can have a record deal by the end of the year. Wait, they actually... Yeah, oh. they're going to win a record deal. Okay. One of these people. 
Well, guys, what do we think about the X Factor? I'm not watching that. I think Stephanie's Stephanie's faces were cracking. Yeah, Stephanie's definitely. I just want to know how they came to that conclusion. Is it that the people that they really wanted did not respond to their email, and these are the people that got back? back or I'm just let it go. Not everything is supposed to drag on forever. Mm. Not everything needs a rebrand. Mm. So the numbers are telling you. Yes, what you need to know. Especially in the UK. Why do you think? And they thought, oh yeah, Love Island that will bring all the young. Samira, get Samira. Like, no. <laughs> Bloody this hell. is so bad. Like I don't even watch TV but right now. Honestly, I don't even want to touch it. I want honestly, to throw my remote out the, uh, out the window. I'm disgusted. Honestly, let me tell you this. I wasn't watching that Cardi B thing, Rhythm and Flow. So that's on Netflix. That's easy for me. So we ain't finna even watch no. X Factor, which is on the TV. This would have to get a BBC subscription. No. Or this would have been good for the voice, though. This would have been good for the voice. I feel like the element of turning around to figure out who's singing. It would have okay. been slightly better for that, the that voice works. than it. I still wouldn't watch that, but that's that a good idea. I think they did. They done, they've done editions where like Miley Cyrus or something has come up, and then they haven't known, and then they've turned around and it's been like, and they have just the, like a guest person, like one. And the they mask. have the masked singer. I was just now. about to say with oh, um, that show. What's yeah, her name's yeah. on it from Destiny's Child? Michelle um, Williams. Yeah, Michelle oh, and, Williams and, and um, Adrian from The Real. She's Wait, getting bags, you know. Adrian is a hustler. Michelle sang on The Voice. Yeah. No, the masked cont- singer. It's a new It's uh, a new concept. I thought you meant she auditioned. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Michelle's had a very lucrative Broadway career. Kind of and gospel career, singing yeah. for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have, she left her bad marriage or whatever as well. Do you what you need to do. It's yeah. I forgot about that. We spoke about it on the podcast. I completely what? forgot about that. Yeah, they were engaged. Well, their engagement, engagement. She left, so there was a whole show. That conservative them. guy, isn't it? Yeah, and then Trump supporter. Left. She, she, she left him off. Trump supporter? I forgot yeah. about that. Trump supporter. So she was doing Farmer's Wife. Wow. And, or prospective Farmer's Wife. And then after he was just like, nah, it was he just was like, very stop talking about your race, misogynist, all that type of Your stuff. mental health, because yeah. she has depression. He's like, just stop that. We can need to cap that, all this kind of stuff. It's like, it was a mess. I just feel like the spirit of Blue Ivy took Michelle back. But <laughs> <laughs> no, Beyonce was just like, girl, we're not doing this. You know the girl song. You know the girl song. Girl, it's not Kelly anymore, it's you. Like, I'm phoning you, Why Michelle. Why bringing them to the dinner party? Like, <laughs> Mich- they thought she probably did, and Beyonce's like, they're you know, they're just make it. Like, like, the, the table, like, stop talking. Stop <laughs> and you know Solange, we know how Solange, Solange, oh. Solange and Michelle are, like, so we all know Solange. No, no, no. <laughs> they're they're so, we're like, got that no. abducted or some shit, because oh, no, no, not in my house. No, no, no. No, oh, no, no. But yes, X Factor guys, let's go back. I Nicole shares they get his back. What I just want to say this. I just think that <laughs> these talent shows across the world need to die, including American Idol. Exactly. They, yes, American Idol had the right idea because they actually went off air for like two years and came back. It's not doing well though. No, that's what I'm saying. They but they have, have like back. a span of successful people from the show. Though. Yes, but how many years ago was that? <laughs> You're right. Like, no Fantasia, let's think about when that... No, think, let's, let's be honest. So, <laughs> you know? if, no, X Factor, American Idol, they have spawned some really successful artists over the years. More so American Idol than X Factor, though. X Factor, we've had quite a few, too. Who? We have um, JLS. They did very well for a while. Oh, yeah, Little yeah. Mix. Ah, yeah, yeah. One, One Direction. Direction. One yeah, yeah, yeah. Direction. Right, 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 I'd right, say right. in terms of long-term success, though, American, American Idol. Carrie Underwood, Fantasia. Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson, yeah. Like, they have a consistent and, um, theme Adam, of long artists. Who? I can't remember. His Although name, she didn't win, Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As well. She was basically seen as the winner from that. Tori year. Kelly. She was an American Idol. Yeah, Tori. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah but she, she didn't get through did. the first round, did she? So she, really did. she was on. She, she made to live. Yeah. Did she? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but where is she? She just. Whoa! 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 We're not disrespecting Tori Kelly. I haven't seen that album. Tori Kelly. Tori Kelly. I love it. I love your vim. 
Recurring guest. Recurring guest. Last time I saw she was on Instagram. She's been scratching his face. Guys, if you're hearing madness in the studio right now, Seth has said that she has last been seen on Instagram recording live recordings. Okay, I don't deep it. Tori Kelly, Tori Kelly won two Grammys last year. Really? Yes, what, for what? For best gospel album and best inspiration. No wonder. Stop. There. Hey, no. Ah! <laughs> Seth is actually insulting the kids. I love you, <laughs> but Wait, no wonder. Singing for Jesus is a lucrative career, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's completely. We've been I promise you, when they signed her, that was not the plan. No, <laughs> but they big facts. They, should, they should released a, a circular album earlier this. <laughs> I hate you so much, your face right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's oh, killing me. We need to film. I swear, <laughs> she's actually oh, killing me. Not me. <laughs> she released a circular album earlier this year. It was very good. I spoke about it on the show, actually. You did, again? you did. Inspired you know by my own events. Oh, yeah. Didn't know it was three years ago. Yeah, yeah, was, Steph is was. not involved. <laughs> Steph is Sorry, not involved. After all that hype that they built around her, I remember because it's back in Tumblr. Days. I remember her the days. Yeah, were yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. She was about but to be. But her end up becoming the gospel singer. <laughs> hmm. Two, two Grammys. But though. two Grammys though. You gotta respect that. Two okay. Grammys. Okay, but was it even presented during the live show? <gasps> the show that was streamed or did she? <gasps> <laughs> I just need no, to know. No, no. I need no. to know. Shopee has met his Were match. people still doing their pictures on the red carpet while she was collecting her award? Shopee, <laughs> Shopee is speechless. Shopee is speechless. Shopee Sheraton is speechless. I need to know. <laughs> I am I need to know. He stood up. Guys, he has stood up. Shopee has stood That's up. Right. He is clapping. Actually, no. Because there's there's a difference. My there's girl was about the red carpet. Oh my know. God. Do you know I what? I'd know. love to see the comparison of like monetization versus the main awards versus the gospel. Just to oh see my like, God. what happens. Like. But you know what? She, she, she can say she got a Grammy. She can, you know, two. I just two. need to know, no, did people have to her. tune in via the live stream or was it no. shown during <laughs> the actual... I just need to know. Because no, can I talk? Can I just make a point? Mobos and Grammys are fucking disrespectful for this. Because some of the fucking things that they don't air versus oh air, they are fucking God. rude. <laughs> They're basically like, y'all the breadcrumbs. You got your tr- <laughs> so <laughs> fucking rude. Yeah. Like you're happy to even get an invite. You're sitting in row Sometimes 15. Sometimes you don't even get the wood, you know. Like, You'll listen. be waiting for it to be delivered to your house. No, no. no. We like, oh, budget. We didn't get the budget this I'll year. I'll the table. <laughs> you see me the live stream. But you'll see me on the I'll red carpet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Daily Mail room. Get me packed. I'll be paying Going up to until Beyonce comes to the stand in front of the camera. <laughs> but back to Eden's <laughs> point. I agree with him. So I do feel like the shows need to die. All talent shows. Mm-hmm. The Voice, American Idol, The Masked Singer, whatever. Um, Rhythm and Flow. Rhythm and Flow. That one, there was, I think one from Boys to Men has their own show now. Are like, you fucking like, mad? It was just like, all of them need what, to go. What, is it on Oxygen or something? Probably. Nick. Um, oh, man. Like, like, the point, but... There's a network Nick, called Oxygen. Good point. There has been some really successful artists that have been reared from these shows. So, you know, for a time... For its time, it was a great platform mm-hmm. for aspiring singers and musicians. But now in the age of the internet and YouTube and social media, no one's going to be tuning in voting every week for someone no. that they like. No one's going to be doing that anymore. No one cares to see their favorite favorite contestant singing a Halloween-themed song, then a country song the next week. No one cares. It's like, that time has gone and also for keeping it a buck no one really wants to hear real vocalists anyway so it was oh i can sing i can sing you don't care about that anyway you want to hear fucking whisper singers and what if you can hear um black and 
and other people like that sing rapping and all that now. So like it's dead. I like, I like Black too, but he's His not singing. Slack. I know what you mean. I know. I don't what know who that is. It's Slack. Yeah, slack. thank you. Yeah. I don't know who Black is. I don't sorry. know who Black is. Black, six Slack, Slack. Next time, choose a B. <laughs> wow! Try to be different. Wow. See now you got to live with it, Slack. Y'all niggas don't play his album, then <laughs> Call him Black. <laughs> but yes, that's that's my opinion. I feel like Steph has made her opinion. I feel like we're all quiet on this one. It's time to sleep, basically. But I oh, wait, one more thing. I just don't get why the guy from Glee is there because <laughs> wait, you can who sing. Glee is it? Uh, the, guy uh, RT, the guy in the wheelchair. I feel like they oh, needed a solid oh. backup because someone needs to be signed. So someone like, needs to win. So someone needs to win. <laughs> No, he's no. not in a real chair in real life, Nick. Really? <laughs> no, he's no. not. No, he was six character was so sweet. Like, honestly, not on the yeah. show. But like, not in real life. life. So nah, yeah, yeah. Sure. But the point is, why is he on the show? You can actually sing. Can he? That's yes. They need a backup. He did. Someone well, needs to win. Yes. No, someone needs to okay. win. Did you watch Glee? Yeah. I liked a cheeky bit of Glee. He was always like... Before. He wasn't that great. He was a good singer. He was a really good singer. I saw him on Tarot as well. He wasn't actually that great on Tarot. Okay. Really? Yeah. Maybe the songs he chose weren't great, but he can sing. Yeah, what, like sing, sing, or is he just like he's okay? Hold, hold his. He could, no. He's a competent vocalist. What does that mean? Competent is a word. Words mean things. Ooh. <sighs> okay. Cool. Um, it, it, he he can he can hold he can, he do, can hold his own he, more than hold his own. Okay. Cool. I'll wait till I see it on X Factor. You actually gonna watch? I'll watch that episode just to see if he can actually sing. He'll be on every episode, sir. No, his introduction. He's going to have to audition or something on the first episode. Yeah, how is that going to work? I don't even so know. So are we going to have like... The are we going to have like someone from Geordie Shore auditioning but not making it? No, but I think that's why they cut it short because usually the auditions will be happening now. Mm. So because it's exciting. Oh, that's October, true, actually. Yeah. That's probably true, go straight actually. into this shows. This isn't a good idea. I'm just, it's not it's good It's going to be like celebrity all. stars in your eyes. Yeah, it's, it's not good. Can I just make the point that I feel really sorry for Nicole Scherzinger that this is how what she has to resort to now to get her bag. Well, like I feel really bad. Nah, she's like, got those yogurt adverts. adverts. Yeah, I was about to say. X Factor. Like, such a bitch to the pussy that. I mean, silencing them girls, making them damn near not perform live. Exactly. Like this wouldn't have happened. Then again, where are they? We now? stand Melody though. When that moment, that's iconic. She that is knew. iconic. She well, when she took she over, a black women controlling her things. Uh, like I saw, like Nicole's face was like a woman in night. She was like. What? Sorry. What? What had happened? Was that, like my mic? What had happened? Like that was epic. Sorry. What? And what's her name? Mm-hmm. Um, the dancer. Nicole what's her name? She's out, she was yeah. out here singing what's the, the lead. The and blonde dancer vocals. from Piss Cat Doors. Which one? Uh, Kiki. Is it Kiki? Ashley? Yeah. Kiki. What's her name? The blonde one. There was two. It was Ashley. Kimberly, the one who was Kimberly, on the dancing show. Kimberly, with Kimberly, Kimberly, Kimberly Wyatt. That's it. Yeah, that's my, go, it. my guy said Kiki. Whatever. She can't do a check for herself. I'm glad. I respect that. I respect that too. I mean. I think like two, three, last of her for Melody, she was doing like Australia's Got Talent or something. She, I'm surprised she even got put for that. That's mad. As a judge. Wow, wow these girls are getting <laughs> Someone bagged. Like that. Wait, oh, as a judge? I think oh, so. I no, these girls sorry. are getting bagged. Oh, there's, there's a will, there's a way. You've got to finesse the bags. Because I would do Australia too when I was that country. Live stream me. No, no, no. What it is, is you're flying me in for the show and then you're flying me back to London Have you seen Spiders? Well, you wake up That's why I'm getting flown in, in and flown out. No, 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 no. I won't see Australia. I'll see a limousine. I'll see the, <laughs> the sea and then I'll see back to my plane. <laughs> I'm not saying that. F that. Mm. But like, I would get the bag, you know. Oh my God. Anyway, let's move on because that topic, topic is clearly quiet to everyone. Um, cause I am so sick of you already. Though. I'm very surprised we put that in though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised we put it's that in the agenda. Newsweek. I, definitely I just feel like Chopin wanted weekend. to laugh at that on the mic. <laughs> That's why I put it, it in. No, but it, it is music related. No, it is. No, it's relevant. 
but it was a quiet news week, clearly. Mm. It was very quiet. Because Shope would not have picked that in usual circumstances, let's just say that. Anyway, guys, And guys, I just think guys, Samira singing is going to be funny. Will she even have the confidence to open her mouth? I feel like it will be auto-synced vocals or something everywhere. You have to sing live. Uh, maybe Do not they? next no wait guys who remembers yeah no in the day when diana vickers yeah had a throat infection or something and they made but, this big drama no, but she always for like a week she was anyway. like there was this big panic moment and she was like i can't i can't sing live this week or some shit i was like what is this I like what is remember this X-Factor. it was actually mental anyway i'm moving on Ugh, adele okay guys adele right uh, right so 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 Adele, right, this is from the mirror, guys. Adele is reportedly dating Grime Star Skepta, Skeppy from the block, following split from Simon Konecki, right? Mm. <laughs> we, we don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So the hello singer, <laughs> the hello singer apparently said hello <laughs> to Skepta earlier this year and apparently the they went on a few dates earlier this year according to some sources they had a crystal maze experience allegedly um just two weeks ago for skepta's birthday which was recently all right so the insider has told apparently the sun which i hate adele and skepta have been there for each other a lot after both of their relationships are split up. If you didn't know, Skepta was with Naomi Campbell. No, um, he had someone else. So more, more. Okay, yes. well, after his other issues. His baby mom. Other baby moms. Okay, cool. Um, they have a close bond and there's definitely a special connection. They're spending more and more time together. Some of their friends are hoping and predicting they could be, um, end up being, sorry, a great couple one day. So they're, dating right now is in convention like with a Nigerian right so yeah they've been fond of each other 2016 Skepta has said Adele texts me all the time and keeps me in check um she speaks about to me about how things are going the same year of 2016 Adele shared a picture of Skepta um to her official Instagram account saying Tottenham boy followed by a heart emoji so um skepta later said this that year she gassed me up one day i was just chilling and she tweeted a picture that said tottenham boy and she's from tottenham as well i was actually going to quit music that day that was one of the sickest things ever she's like the lady of tottenham so i want to talk about a bit of a caveat which happened based on social media's reaction to adele and skepta so there's an article on stylevite.com which blew up a little bit by connor or Conrad, sorry, Johnson. Um, I'm not even going to, this double barrel last name, not going to attempt it. It's just really long. What social media's reaction to Adele and Skepta says about the fetishization of black men. So basically on social media, there was a lot of reactions um, and a lot of tweets. I am going to call you out because you're uh, a blood clerk for this. Yeah, I know. Um, someone it. called Anna DLE or something with an underscore. Wait, Skepta is mixed. Yoruba and Ibo, Adele, good luck, sis. The dick finna be bomb but the emotional manipulation. 
So that hints at the um, common convention um, that people assume that Nigerians are demons in the dating realm. I um, wish people could see the faces that are going black on. Men, you know, <laughs> in black this room men. right now. So <laughs> the article basically goes into the fact that Skepta was reduced to the size of his weight, reduced to the size of his penis, and reduced to the fact that he um, will manipulate women um, following the Adele <laughs> announcement. Um, so race fetishization is nothing new we see it daily the writer wrote um while it might not be prevalent in our nigerian society because we are predominantly black nonetheless we can't turn a blind eye to its existence from the racist taglines attached to porn clips which often place emphasis on the size of black male sexual organs and its abilities to ruin walls slash insides and shifts wombs um to our constant <laughs> use of the words such as bbc not to be confused with british news corporation um black men are often reduced to what they can fit between their legs and how much they pleasure that they offer so guys what are your thoughts on Adele and Skepta allegedly dating and what are your thoughts on the reaction on social media which I just highlighted Eden wants to go uh, first no I don't go on Eden has a lot to say I don't have anything to why do you think I think everyone in the room I have nothing to say on this at all you know what once again let's Steph, let's Steph go first because Steph has just been yeah. killing it today. Steph's facial expressions I can't I even look at her in the eye all I can say is that that album is going to be lit um, <laughs> which one which one Adele okay cool because um, when this ends, hmm. no, no, he's gonna say he's gonna make a song called "White Bitch." She could get a line because that's what he did on the Vogue interview. "White Bitch," she could get a line. That's what he's saying is that I think Simon's a very nice guy. So is Adele. I've met them both. Very nice people. I just don't see how you go from Simon to Skepta. I know she's dated black men in the past. Yeah. So I don't think. I definitely don't think this is like. No, so she's fetishizing yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like she is generally into black <coughs> men, but <clears throat> considering I'm, I'm just viewing this as a woman. Hmm. This guy has recently had a baby, hmm. which Skeppy. means he was recently in a relationship. Skeppy. Yeah, this baby came in the middle of a relationship that she he had with right. Naomi. So we're doing timelines now. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm just saying. Just yeah, just you know, lay it out. Let's just us. say, okay, yeah. cool. You have now decided <laughs> to after. Freshly divorcing your husband. I don't even think they're divorced yet. I think mm. you, no, it's still ongoing. Yeah. yeah, that this is the right move to make. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Adele said hello. He came. You know, he did his thing. <laughs> hello from the other side. Do you know anyone like? Hey, <laughs> and I'm sure Skepta is a really nice guy. He's very handsome. Great gowns, beautiful gowns. You know. But is this really the right move to make? Totty, stand Think about up. your child. Okay, not even that. Like, let's just really think about it. I'm like, cool, you know what? You can't help you, you love. Fair enough. If this is genuine, then cool. Mm. You can help you, mm -hmm. you love. But, you know, people mm. say it all the time. Um, do you get what I mean? Like, cool. Like, if this is really what you want, like, who am I to say that you shouldn't do it? But at the same time, can we really think about what you're doing right now? Because the, the timeline is public. The baby isn't even one yet. Naomi, I don't even know. I, <laughs> well, do you know what? Naomi's not claiming that she even had a thing with him. You know Naomi in relationship. They did the whole cover. I mean, 
I think Naomi can be. I think that was a PR relationship. Yeah, I don't know. That was real. I don't know what went on, but this is what we're seeing, and now you've like, now bitch, come to enter. She could get a like. Like that's like, what I mean. Like, what is this you know? for? Like, are you just having? If you're having like a hot girl, hot autumn, boy winter, <laughs> or a hoe phase that you just really need to go through right now. Fair enough. Do what you need to do. But I'm just like, it just doesn't make sense to me, Adele. I always saw you as a wholesome woman, you know. Who you know. Skeptors comes with the bangers, you know, you know, drags me a little bit, triggers me. But now it's like, okay, cool. I thought you were the smart one, but clearly not. So who am I going to look to now for, you know, the dragon? Because right now I'm literally like, I don't understand. You, you, you've got a son yourself. Cool. Oh. I'm not saying that people with children shouldn't be in like yeah. relationships, but yeah. look at their timeline. This, this baby came out of nowhere. <laughs> literally. In the middle of Naomi. <laughs> Suppose I thought it was Naomi. <laughs> I tell Naomi something, but you're not pregnant. <laughs> she posted where the picture. Where the love, bitch? I was like, I'm very confused as to where this sonogram is coming from. Because where is the love? You're not pregnant. <laughs> where is the baby on board? Back? In fact, because you're here in menopause. There. So who owns the baby on this scan? <laughs> and something inside me feels like she also asked that question. <laughs> So, Del, what is this? She didn't ask, she yelled. We all know Naomi Campbell, she yelled. What is this? And why? <laughs> Do you know what? It's cute. You know, oh. they're both going through their issues. Maybe they can heal each Listen, other. Listen, people Maybe with issues should is. not come together. Ooh. 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 And that's, I'm going to say that now because you come together thinking that you can fix each other. If you can't fix yourself, you can't fix oh, anyone else. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, that's people a very... People will just be fighting in your troubles. Oh. I'm telling you now. Oh. And money won't save you either. I just want to say one thing to piggyback off a point. It kind of echoes what you said. I just don't understand how you're going through a tumultuous, heartbreaking divorce at the moment. And, your and, and you now want to go... It. And you now want to date a Nigerian man. Ah! Like, <laughs> like, okay, wait. Let's not act like people on Twitter do not get into their situations when they're... Breaking up, going and through the breakup. No, 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 no. They're probably each other's second fiddler. Like, the text, and I'm like, an Nigerian you know? man. I can say this, and I can honestly say that from personal experience and seeing my female friends, women friends, go through things that Nigerian men, you, you, we, not me personally, but we are a mess. You have to give us a pep talk before you go get involved with Nigerian man. You really, uh, and you're not even just Nigerian men. I feel like they get. I feel like they do get a hard time. But. No, they don't. They don't. Think about that, they don't. <laughs> like, you just think about what you're getting yourself into. And I think it's more to do with, like, our culture as well. I think Nigerian boys are very babied. They're allowed to get away with a lot. I've heard this a lot. They're allowed to get away with a lot. They could do the worst and their mums will, oh, no, my son. So they go out in the world and they're thinking they can do whatever. I'm dead. I am so dead. I, as long as Adele's okay with that and she knows that he ain't no Simon. Ooh. Simon's no. a very nice man. Um, so he ain't <laughs> no Simon. Like, as long as he knows that, then cool. Like, like I said, I want, I want Adele to know she's one of many. She's not the only one. Oh, yeah. What ah! You... Ah! Wait. Ah! Like that. <laughs> That's a bit wild. And I, that is and a bit wild. That's a bit of a wild thing. Oh, child. It is a long no, Saturday. No, but like you said, the timeline, the timeline, we have to keep coming back. The timeline is, is you know, it's very valuable. Even her timeline. 
when did the article come out that she was breaking up with her husband? Like, uh, like a month ago. Divorce takes months. A divorce takes months. Yeah, especially with Adele's stature. Come on. So it's exactly. either... They have no prenup, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. No, no prenup. prenup. It's peak in these streets. Simon He's about to get paid. Simon Can I be Simon right eating. now? Because I'm about to get me a check. I'll be like, listen. I'm booking the flights to Dubai, <laughs> nigga. Like, will, we out. I will set up the first date with Skeptic. Like, just go. Be happy. <laughs> I'll book that. Be That's happy. on me. Book the drink. Listen, get yeah. the papers ready ASAP. You know, We're out. Las We're Vegas eating. was good. Like, I'm out I'll be already viewing properties. Listen. But have they ever admitted that they didn't? Like, is it an actual No, thing it's still it's speculation. speculation. It's all speculation. It's speculation, yeah. but you know what? Every time there's an insider involved, it's... It's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> That's just wild. And they've just leaked the, the thing. They've leaked the group chat. That's what's Usually the happened. publicists. Yeah. The insiders usually... Because the they got to get paid too. You know, the bags ain't that big for publicists. Like, come on. you got to get the bags. The insiders usually the publicists. Mm. I need to leak a story or two. Come on, ladies. We can get some money on. Like, but you know what, yeah. There's I, some stories I, I could leak, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, you know I'm what, kidding, yeah. Guys. I think we're all shouting because it's Adele, but all of us, all of us do it. All of us do it. Been out here. We've been, been out, out, out here. We're still going to go back to Nigerian guys. Like, it's fine. <laughs> like, we're shouting because it's someone who's famous and it's out there. But we and truly. <laughs> no, but even the timeline, we all been here. Exactly. In terms well, of just all the. Running, telling, 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 what's oh, going the baby, on. Then the, he hasn't been with his baby mum for nine months, but the baby's only one month old. Okay, cool. So, how's this? Sister decided to keep the baby. Yeah, sister decided you know. to keep the baby. You convinced yourself that you could be the stepmom. Yeah. You're trying to. Because I was like, him. you know, Totty, what's good? I'll take him to the toilet. Hey, it's fine. Like, like, do you, man? The album's about to be lit. That's what I'm saying. Is. She's about to get some extra boosted cells in that because people are waiting for the Skepta bars. Mm. Skepta no, like... don't need a no, I don't want to hear Skepta. Yeah, I don't want Skepta. Skepta. I, I don't. <laughs> Personally, I just, I that's going to gonna sound please. awful. Maybe pro- no, even produce no, nice. nah, nah, Stay, stay just fine. moral support. <laughs> but I feel like he'll still try and slide into the booth and be like, let me just lay a quick 16. Albums on the back burner, you know. Let's go. Another bar. Come on. Nah. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is that when this ends, we're going to get some good heartbreak music. Mm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, the ends, album's going to be, oh, yeah. it's going to drag me. And I didn't keep looking at me because I keep saying when, because it is a matter of when. It's not a matter of if, this will end. How does she know? 31. I have yes. to do it by age yeah. now. Wait, it was 19. The first album. Or was it 18? No, it was 19. 19. 21. 25. 25. Oh. She's got some big gaps between these albums. And she's 31 now. She's missed the deadline. <laughs> I don't know when it's coming. <laughs> she's missed the deadline. All I know is it's going to be Skepta featuring ASAP Rocky when she No. That's what's no. going to happen. And they're going to say, fuck women. No. All this kind of stuff is already going to happen. And Adele's going to come with a young yeah. chorus and yeah. hook. <laughs> I don't want to hear Listen, that. I, I really I'm don't either. I can't can imagine. Can you imagine? No, I can just imagine ASAP and Hip Hop and Adele just sitting there a just nightmare. like, I can't hear it. Nah, that's dead. Anyway, guys, yeah. Adele, Skeppy, Tottenham, what's good? The king and queen of Tottenham. About to link up, potentially, you know? Grammys, you might see them live and direct, you know? Winter, it's cold. It's cold. Oh, the rated awards. It's cold outside. Oh yeah, the rated awards coming up. Movos, you might see him out there. It's a cold winter. They just need someone to cuddle. You know, that's. that's I love Eden's is. faces. You know, I haven't said anything. Eden's mute. Like, what is your opinion on this? I have no opinion whatsoever on this. Oh, you must have something. No, literally nothing. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm laughing at so why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> And also, Black Twitter, you outdid yourself with the memes. 
this week. Someone said that how did yourself become a full Jamaican man? And I was just like, <laughs> I was just, <laughs> <laughs> no way. Small caveat though, like the, what the art, the article did have some validity in terms of one hundred percent, one thousand percent, and like skeptic being reduced to his dick. It's, like, it's, it's a like, thing. It's, it's a thing. It's now. very true. And Sally's thinking you can comment on black Twitter shit. Just, just step away. Mm. Please. Adult is white, but no, we don't want it. It was don't a common comment theme on, on Love Island as well, actually. Oh yeah, of course, of course, of, of course. The theme on Love with the black guy like, talking about black men and like. The size of their penis mm. and shit. Like, mm. yeah, it was a. They want a thug guy. They want a hood like, especially from. Thing, I think her name is Laura, the old one. Who? Oh yeah, Laura, oh, yeah, the old yeah, one. Yeah, the old yeah, one. Yeah. Hmm. Who's Laura? She was the one that was dating West before. <laughs> oh, I didn't watch it last year. Oh, okay, okay. Anyways, let's move on because th- this topic is just gonna make me laugh too much. Um, so another big star in UK music. It's been very UK heavy today, actually. Jay Huss pens a worrying message about his state and the music industry and his like state of livelihood as well. So um, he posted a series of messages to his Snapchat on Wednesday morning of this week. He said, wanted to talk about this, um, to talk about his, his dad. Um, and he apologized to anyone he'd intentionally and unintentionally hurt over the years. Um, to be honest, I don't want to be here no more. He wrote on Snapchat as well and then he said not that i'm stressed or fed up it's just that i need to go to the next stage i don't fear death as much i feel like i understand and understand slash overstand it um i look at black boys and black men and want to cry if we stopped killing each other you know how successful we'd be i'm sorry for taking part in this shit uh so talking about his past there um Please forgive me. I was probably at a stage where I didn't know myself. Every day I look back at history and feel regret. I'm sorry. He repeated, uh, there's nothing new for me. There's nothing here for me. Sorry. Plus I need to chat with my dad. This, uh, just waiting for my time. This album is very good as well. It will be a good note to end on. Um, yeah, that's basically the messages. So, um, he recently reportedly like a couple of weeks ago as well we reported on this said that he um needs to go back to black magic and juju and all that kind of stuff we didn't report on that no we didn't oh well, sorry we were going to report on it but um it made the news agenda but we just didn't actually put it on the show but yeah he um turned to black magic and juju because he said his life events had shaped up better when he was in that space versus now so this is kind of almost a follow-on from that with more messages and he's been more open about his mental health and where he is so what do you guys think about these messages from jay huss um i know he's tweeted it from the account when it happened as well but yeah anyone got any thoughts on this uh eads i'd like to hear from you as well particularly in this Mm. today i'm trying to think overall what there is to say because obviously it's a terrible thing that he's going through Mm. and it is quite common in the UK music industry and in the music industry in general, like a lot of people are going through mental health issues mm. that they feel they can't talk about. Although in kind of this time now, <coughs> it's more comfortable for people to talk mm. about mental health and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but for Jay Huss, it's, I, I want to like say well done to him for actually writing this message and stuff. I feel like it came from a, a very um, vulnerable place. Mm. Like I felt like he didn't, know his options and he was quite worried about a lot of things um, and it kind of opens the discussion of um 
the things that are going on in the streets right now and like mm. how there's this thing about kids are dealing with PTSD mm. because they've seen like their closest friend mm. get stabbed or mm. they've seen him die and stuff like that and obviously we know the history of Jay Huss and some of the things that he's involved with or was involved with previously yeah. and the friends that he's lost because of that yeah um so I, I think it opens a wider discussion that there should be more help for people in the music industry, but also who have come from that life mm. or are still currently in that life. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think it's going to be, it's a difficult one because obviously the government we have currently, like that's not going to happen if, the, if we're being completely realistic. That is <laughs> not going to, they're too busy spending money on chicken boxes in mm. fucking <laughs> chicken cottage and shit. Like, the real money isn't going into the communities. And what that may mean is, let's say the upper echelon of black people in the UK, the celebrities, the millionaires and stuff like that mm. needs to come together and they need to help the youth. Mm. Um, and not even just the celebrities. I would say like the youth leaders and stuff like that. Like Temi is doing some incredible work with Forefront. Mm. Um, 100%. I had to, I've spoken on a panel with her. She's, she's an amazing woman, like yeah. relentlessly dedicated to it. Like she has an infrastructure now and jobs like she's created actually an opportunity for people to help the community so i'd say in collaboration the money meets the experts almost who are doing it on the ground mm. up. but sorry to interject your point no 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 that's actually a really good point so people are doing things i don't want to say that people aren't yeah, doing yeah, yeah things, of course but i'm saying that there needs to be a massive push for it because there's yeah. so much going on in the uk and well britain mm. right now um with <clears> obviously brexit and all that stuff going on and i feel like it's our mental health like as minorities is being forgotten mm. um like the the right is rising. All of these things are going on that are causing people to become insecure and um, worry about their futures, especially with like the new immigration laws that are yeah. going to come in with the Australian point-based system and stuff like that. Um, but that's like a completely different conversation. In this conversation, Jay Huss needs help. He needs someone to be by his side to talk to about this. Mm. Um, and also, I think we just need to accept that people do go through these things. Yeah. And... I will say I have seen a massive push from black people in general to be more conscious of mental health. Yeah. Like even like some like aunties that I've spoken to who usually kind of ignore that type of thing. They're kind of more aware mm. of mental health things now. So mm. um, yeah, I hope Jay Huss is all right. Um, I hope he comes out of this and yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I'd echo some of your sentiments. I just think that um, I really resonated with his transparency and mm. I think I loved his accountability in terms of just seeing his part in the picture. Um, even though it came at such a terrible time, him tweeting suicidal thoughts or sorry, Snapchatting suicidal thoughts. Um, I think it's, yeah, as you said, it happens. I've had suicidal thoughts before years mm. ago and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's really telling the place he's in mentally. So I hope he has the right people around him or if not, they've come into the right space in the last couple of days. Yeah. Uh, I hope he has the access to kind of heal, which he probably does because of his money situation. Mm. I hope he just puts the music on the back burner for now beyond all of that shit and what he's done in music yeah. is him and his like his conversation about healing, dealing with his dad's death and all that kind of stuff are pertinent and they're the most important cause that he goes through first mm. so i just hope his family his friends people who are new to him but can help yeah uh, in his life currently now even mm. down to this moment we're recording and just getting him into the right mental space even if he never records again i would not care yeah um not in terms of that just i would i would care that he's just in a better place and actually doing good for himself and his community um his his inner community his his like local community mm. um but him is the first priority of course but i just love the accountability no one really talks it's about well people actually uk stars do but i think 
just that openly mm. um, and that consistently because he's been talking about this for the last couple of months now. Um, and so close to when he was in the streets, it's, it's been months yeah. since he was involved with all of this kind of stuff. He still has demons who are looking for him, to be honest with you. Yeah. And the street stuff is still going on behind the scenes. If, we, if we're really clear and coherent here, whether he's trying to ignore it or not, it's kind of like Ming Mill in, mm. in that sense. But um, I think, yeah, I just hope he's able to eliminate all of that and just move forward yeah. and get his mental to the right place. So that's where I'm at. I just want to add one more thing to that and shout out Jamal Edwards. Um, he had a documentary which featured Jesse J. I've spoken about this before, where he interviews quite a few UK artists about mental health. Mm. Um, and it's really, it's really SBTV. good. But also, pardon me? Is it on SBTV? Um, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I'm not, I can't remember. Mm. Um, but also on that point, like anyone listening to this, I've said this before, we always aim to become like these like very successful people because we think all of our problems become a race. Like we'll have all this money in the bank, we'll be successful. Um, obviously, there'll be no worries whatsoever. Mm. Like J-Hus is arguably one of the biggest artists in the UK. He is, yeah. He is, like, like ladies love him. He's got everything that most, let's say, heterosexual, heterosexual men will want. Yeah. Yet he is still in this place. Mm. And for me, that just kind of needs to highlight the fact that we need to stop focusing on trying to become this successful person and as if it makes <clears> us <throat> godly. I completely agree. I think we're even as of late, like, so obviously people know on the podcast, I do music journalism and stuff. So I get to like see some of these people um, and be in those spaces, like album listening parties, all this kind of stuff. And I'm in the place now mentally where I'm just really observing the relationship between fans and celebrities. And it's, it's weird to me. It's almost like fame and people aspiring to want that. Just, it, it seems so weird, like mm. that, that relationship between them and the psychology behind it almost and kind of the world we live in and the hierarchy almost between that. We, I just don't, on a personal level, I just don't think that ecosystem that celebrity fandom kind of relationship should be in a paradigm we're in. I just don't think it's a healthy form of relationship. I do obviously what I do because I love music, but I'm more and more just becoming aware of the fact that that relationship is quite toxic. Mm. If you look at it from all angles and you're just in those environments, it's not, yeah, people are always like, why didn't you get that? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Oh my God, why, why don't you try and get your next bag? Why don't you get this opportunity? And I'm like, Cause I don't, I don't actually want to be famous. Like I don't, like I don't, oh, yeah, no. I don't want nah. that. Like I've seen, mm. seen it so many times to like where I don't want it. Like mm. being in close proximity, I'm sure Shop Shop works with these kind of people as well. Like it's not, it's a very toxic environment and it's an environment that's evasive and you really won't get a sense of peace. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's the parameters are there for you not to get a sense of peace being famous. So I completely understand why a lot of artists actually turn a lot of artists actually turn away from fame. Um, and I'm no, even ASAP Rocky, I was there like the other day itself. I was just like, this is a really weird environment. Like it's just a really weird environment to be in. And this is no, this is no criticism to the celebrities that are doing it. Cause they're literally just trying to provide a better life in most cases for themselves and their family. But the, yeah, the paradigm we're in is crazy. So I completely get what you mean. Fame, doesn't solve everything mm. and it it actually probably heightens some of the problems that you already oh, had yeah, yeah. and people don't I can imagine it would beyond the money obviously money usually safe and usually secure yeah. but in terms of all the other stuff even management of that money like the it, it's a mental 
minefield. Mm. Like it is a mental minefield to be famous. And mm. I, I would, I actually probably would, no, I wouldn't want to be famous. Mm. The only reason I'd do it is because my mom like to give my money, but like I'd want the money way more than, fa- or just financial security or security of house and stuff. But yeah, man, weird times we live in. And I completely can see how a Jay Huss could get to that mind state. We only have to look at the likes of Bobby Christina, Whitney Houston, yeah. all of that kind of stuff to see. Yeah. yeah, that Whitney Houston's case in particular made makes me shiver at Hollywood and what mm. it can do to you. So I really hope Jay Huss is just in a safe circle yeah. when he's at home and away from these events and all that kind of shit. But yeah, sorry, took up so much time. No. Steph, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I, like Let's I said, it. I kind of re- I really respect him for what he he's done that's something very brave to do especially when you're going through something like that and at the level that he is i appreciate <coughs> the fact that he's done it at a point where people see him as one of the biggest artists in the uk yeah where that kind of like had the pinnacle of his career because some people think some people um i feel like most times i've seen it is when people have been at their lowest mm. he's probably at the highest of his career the highest peak of his career and he's he's being open to the fact that he's going through something it kind of it kind of gives you Kind of reminds you again that money doesn't fix all your problems, especially yeah. when it comes to your mental. And even when you are famous and you have all the money in the world, etc., it does actually heighten like the amount of shit that you go through with mm. your mental health. Imagine all eyes are on you. You're expected to deliver by your label, mm. expected to deliver by your family, mm. expected to deliver by your fans. You have to now worry about managing your money so you yeah. never go back to where you were before. And in his case, he has to worry about people that are after him. Mm. Things like shows and stuff is going to be very difficult security. for him in London. He has to think about security. He has to think, think about who else is on the lineup. Is there someone there who could potentially be from, like, I don't know, the opposite side or one of his mm. ops be It was there. even a station from where he lived, like, at one point. It yeah. was like, that's yeah. how close, post That's how close, and I, know, and I know it because I'm from that's New York. What, yeah. So it's, I've yeah. seen it. It's been going on for... Over 10 years now. I know it very, very well. Mm. So I, I understand why I, I'm happy that he's gotten to this point where he's realised, actually, this is very stupid. Mm. There's more to life than this. Because I'm hoping this will start something in terms of actually just bringing the community together because mm. you don't know how hard it is. Mm. They can't go to certain studios because it's in exactly. in the areas where they yeah. have beef. They can't go to certain shows where there's like particular people in the same lineup because he could lose his life, as we saw two, three years ago when he mm, got stabbed. Mm. He, people are after him. He could lose his life. Mm. To him, nowhere is safe. He has all this money and he still can't go to certain areas. Mm. So that's paranoia. He still can't Again. go to certain shows. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Imagine being in that position where you can't walk around freely. You can't. You're constantly looking over your shoulder even when you're working. Mm. Mm. Why wouldn't you be Why wouldn't you be depressed? Why wouldn't you be suicidal? suicidal? Because mm. it gets to a point where you're like, I can't move freely even though I have... All these things that I said I wanted. I've got the money. I've got yeah. the cars. I've got access to all these girls, etc. I still can't move freely. Mm. He's still in prison. He's still basically. in prison. He still went to prison. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean? exactly. Scary times. Scary times we live in. I just hope, yeah. I hope it starts something, as you said, on a mm. community level. Yeah. Healing. Even if it's just their situation, they yeah. can get ironed out and then they can kind of just, you know, like when Nipsey Hussle died, the Bloods and the Crips came together, yeah. like that kind of yeah, like, initiative almost. Like, expect just, you guys to be best friends, but yeah, let's, let's just, actually just realise there's more to life than this. Yeah. Like our mental, what we're actually going through as a result of, of this. this. Mm. It's so tedious as well. It's so tedious. It's probably as little as someone steps all the time. Like, it, it just, and then it just escalates, it escalates, it escalates. Like, I have family members who've been in this shit. Like, it's not, 
it's not usually a big issue that kicks yeah, off. Sort of it's the adrenaline, it's the young mm. adrenaline. And then it leads to bigger yeah. issues such as death, which heightens it. And then it's just like, it, yeah. it's a whole train of... And and Kano okay, no, spoke about this on his album, actually. Yeah. About how no one's making money if everyone's fighting. Exactly. Everyone's fighting. Everyone can actually eat. That's mm. the thing. Everyone can and actually eat. And they eat. are eating. They're showing yeah. that they can actually eat. Yeah. Even when being separated. So imagine it's if you true. guys actually came together. Mm. The amount of shows you could do together. The amount of shows you can hell. do. The amount of kids you, you can inspire. Because... Mm. They're seeing this like cool. If this guy and this guy are still having beef and they're that le- at their that level, why should we stop? Like, mm-hmm. let's. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, That's their way of kind of relating to them. Of course, they're looking up to them and thinking, if they're still beefing, why should we stop? Yeah, why am I solving that? Like, if anything, I'm holding beef. the ends down for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. It turns into that. Do you Almost know what I mean? like armed soldiers. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I appreciate him like putting that message out into the public. 100%. Usually, I'm like someone needs to intervene and kind of take care of the situation and make sure that they're okay because for them to go public it may mean that they're not getting the right help inside around them yeah do you get what maybe they don't have anyone to speak to for them to resort to going to social media and making it public but from for in this situation i'm just kind of glad that he said listen like mm. i like i'm see i'm seeing what's going on what i've done and i'm ashamed yeah and it's and i I want to do something about it or mm. assinuating that he, this is, he wants to do something about it. 100%. Like he wants to put, put into it. So I think it's something that needs to be seen. Mm. And yeah, I think it's the reality for a lot of um, artists. You see it like the way they work alone. Like people think that it's just studio time. Imagine going to the studio until 4am and then going home to have two hours sleep, going back to that same studio again for months or weeks and then when your your music finally drops or whatever, you have to do promo, back-to-back promo. You have no time to rest. You might fall ill in the middle of the things. The most they'll give you is a couple of days because the show must go on. Then you have to think about your live shows. You've got to do styling fittings. All of these things that people, Mm. small things that people don't think about. It's like, that's what eating into your time. It's a lot. It's it's a lot. Especially when you're going through things already. Like in your mind, your your mental's not in a great state. Yeah. You already are, you have your own worries and then you have all of this full schedule to worry about too. Yeah. Yeah, people pestering you. And sometimes even with me, like with my artists, I always try and check in to see if they're actually okay before I go into work, like into work-related stuff. Because it's like, cool, they're human beings too. And sometimes in the rush of things, it's very easy to forget that they're human too. Because yeah. you're just thinking, we need to get this done. Yeah. But it's like, hold on, are you actually okay? Mm. Are you struggling with this? Do mm. we need to pull back on a bit of promo? Yeah. Do you need extra time to finish the EP yeah. or the song? Because I'd rather you be in a fit mental state. Yeah. And be able to get this done in your own time and it to be the best project or the best song you've worked on, then push you to rush it. Your mental mess. I now can't get you out for promo yeah. or you can't promote the track as you would like to. We don't get the results that you want, which makes you even more depressed or yeah. even more yeah. worried. You get what I mean? That's so important. Figures, figures behind the scenes are so important in this as well. So I, I really respect that you ask your clients and artists that are they okay? Mm-hmm. And like you're prepared to amend things based yeah. on if they are okay or not. So... Yeah, Shoppe, do you have any thoughts on this terrain topic? I feel like the three of you covered it very well. Um, very um, apt points from all three of you. Um, especially, I guess, I guess I just want to tie in the whole, yeah, you know what? Cut that out. You know what? You all made a great point. <laughs> 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 
Okay, so I guess we'll move into the interview portion of the show. Um, so as we said, Stephanie does marketing managing at um, Disturbing London, um, as well as many other things, playlist curations part in past, um, and you've been marketing manager in other places as well, such as Warner. Um, so amazing person to talk to. Um, is it okay if I just yeah, ask a quick thing, first man. question? So um, in terms of your kind of start with music, in terms of represent and all of that kind of stuff, did you have your own show? What was it based on? And what made you kind of find your route into marketing, like from that point? Um, for So in, in terms of represent, I was actually doing the training there. So I wanted to be a presenter at first. Um, so I was training to learn how to produce, yeah. um, like plan your shows, etc. And during that summer as well, I was also covering shows for people. Okay. Um, from there, I became Reese Parkinson's broadcast assistant. So I was helping him on his show. Lovely. Um, and yeah, I was just working on stuff. So like recording my own demos and like interviewing people, etc. cetera. Um, I didn't get a permanent show, but that worked in my favor because again, I, I still knew how to produce radio shows. So I know how to edit, etc. which obviously helps me on later on in life. Um, and in terms of the marketing thing, I think it was just like, naturally, I just, I liked to know how things work in terms of marketing. Like, how do you get people's attention? Um, luckily at the same time I was, I was doing represent, I was actually working with Acoustic Live, which mm. Alex founded. Shout out, shout out Alex. Um, yeah. So I was working with them just doing social media management and okay. like figuring out how to get people's attention so that they can go to um, shows that they were doing with like Vapiano's and the, obviously their box park gigs mm -hmm. as well yeah, 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 yeah. with EE, et cetera. So I was like managing <clears throat> the social media accounts and that was like kind of my way in. So for me, I always try, I'm like the queen of backdoors. Like I try and find a way in anywhere. So for mm. me, it's like, I can put this on my CV and say that I've done social media management for Vapiano's EE and box park, et cetera. Yeah cool that's a way in so as i was doing represent as well um as i figured out that hmm, i'm not going to get my own show i don't have a bigger profile like that i'm going to go into playlisting because i was doing that on the side that was just my own personal stuff so i was yeah i was the person that used to sit on soundcloud and go through hundreds of songs <laughs> a day and sometimes i would repost them on my profile or make private playlists i can just listen to on my way to like uni or whatever mm. And then I think I just started sharing the songs on um, social media. And then from there, that's when like it started, like I started getting messages from people, et cetera. Like, oh my God, I really like the music that you show. You've got great taste in music. Yeah. Um, and I think from there, that's when I was like, okay, cool. Maybe being a presenter isn't for me, but there's definitely something in like the creation side of things. Yeah. But yeah, that's that was basically what I was doing. I represent, I was a broadcast assistant, but I was also training. So I actually have qualifications in like radio productions. Amazing. That's so cool to yeah. kind of have got. Um, and in terms of the creation side of things, so did the playlists gain traction? Is that how you got into your role at the start with like playlist creation and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, at so, I, so I was in a place where I was... I was, I felt kind of stuck. Mm. So this is how the playlist came about. I was at uni, I was studying aerospace engineering. Okay. And I was also a publicist with um, Sidetrack PR. So I was doing the publicist stuff. And um, for me, it was like, I really wanted to create, I wanted to create something. And naturally I thought, I'm always on SoundCloud going through hundreds of songs. People always like, 
DM me saying, oh, like you've got great taste in music or like the songs that you share are lit. Mm. So I thought, cool, why don't I create a weekly playlist where I just literally <coughs> just compiled like top 20 tracks that I found that week that people can listen to every Friday at 6 p.m. So I did the first one. I think I, I created the artwork myself. I didn't have anyone to commission a graphic designer. So I just learned how to use them Photoshop. Ones, them ones. I was like, oh, this is a cool picture on Tumblr. Add some text. Do yeah. the, and then do like the track list at the back, like as the back cover. So yeah, basically yeah, my yeah. idea was like, it's an album, but it's a digital album, which is like a mixture of songs. Yeah. It's actually called a compilation as I learned later on. Mm. But for me, it was just like an album of a mixture of songs. Um, so I did my first playlist and surprisingly it did quite well. Like, a lot of people were interested, got quite a few retweets and people were sharing it and mm. saying it was lit and stuff. And I did this thing where I, I did an interlude at the beginning of every um, playlist. And people don't know, it was actually just things that kind of may, either made me laugh that week or inspired me. Mm. But people just thought it was a random clip. So I just used to put that in there as like my personal touch. So, so I literally cool. like ripped the audio from like YouTube or something. And then I would like edit the clip. So it's like maybe like a minute long. I mm. put that at the beginning of the playlist and that was just basically my signature touch of, like this is my thing this is how my week kind of sounds mm. um and people really liked it so then after the first one i did the second one and that got even more retweets and like it was growing and mm. i could kind of use the interlude to kind of see how many people were actually listening to the playlist because mm, mm. you can't there's no back end i don't own the songs it was literally just a playlist. so clever so i used that the interlude so to kind of see what was working yeah um oh, and wow. it just I, with the playlist i literally really I literally ran from uni at 5pm and I was at Hertfordshire and mm. I commute back to Forest Gate, get a day in time for 6pm, literally covered in sweat and upload, like literally make sure that the playlist is live with the artwork. It was like a dedication thing. Mm. And mm. I think it got to a point where like there was A&Rs retweeting it and Stormzy even retweeted it at Bloody one point. Hell. And I was like, oh, okay. And on SoundCloud, you can actually see who's listening. So I saw the names that were on there. I was like, this is insane. Mm. And then I think at that point, wow. during that time, I, w I was really struggling with uni because obviously I was a publicist, but I was also studying engineering. So I was the girl that had to run out of class to go into the library to have a conference call with Motown Records to discuss campaigns. Yeah. It's like people didn't really understand. Like my lecturer was like, What's you're on? doing a lot right now. And he was like, what you're doing is really cool, but you really need to think about whether like you want to stay here if you want to do that because you're missing lectures to go to like MTV and stuff. And it's like these kids here are just focused on engineering. You've clearly got a life outside of here. Mm. So then I really had to think about, it. I was in my third year. Um, and I was like, you know what? I want to, I want to, I want to work at a major label. I want to see if I can make it work. So I think I sent an email to HR. Um, I think Fiona, shout out Fiona, gave me the email to HR over DMs. Never met the girl in my life. Love this. <laughs> literally social media literally has made my career it's mental um sent them a long email just saying that i'm looking for marketing opportunities i've i've done social media management with acoustic life for the mm. likes of um, vapiano's ee box park i also create weekly playlists on soundcloud gave them a link to everything mm. sent um, my portfolio from sidetrack that like, all the projects i've worked with on and um yeah links to all the releases and stuff sent that to them and within six minutes literally i got a phone call um, oh from <laughs> Universal's you HR they were like we don't have anything yet but we're definitely going to keep you on our books like you sound amazing mm. um, so yeah li literally I thought that that was it like I'm not going to hear from them and eventually I got an interview at Universal and they actually said I was too qualified Sarah Borman actually said I was too qualified to be an intern 
and I literally had to beg her to give me the internship because it was a playlist. Mm. One. So I had to add the task of creating four different playlists, mm. dance, EDM, and two other ones. I think it's two other ones on anything of my choice. And yeah. I made it. And she's <clears> like, I love you, but you're too qualified like to be an intern. And I literally begged her. I was like, I literally just want to learn. And I really just, I just wanted to learn. I didn't care if it was mm. an internship. I, didn't, mm. I mm. had no pride, no ego. I literally just wanted to learn. And then I got the internship and then that was the start of my career within major labels. I love that story because you literally do not hear about that as much over here. Like you don't and you you literally hustled. It was so creative what you did. That even that touch with the SoundCloud thing to like have your own touch and measure that as the sound. You're so, you were so ahead of your time. So yeah. ahead of your time because now obviously we're in the playlist domination mm-hmm. market you were part of that creation if that makes sense like over here you started kind of that and people on social media like creating their own and all of that kind of stuff so yeah well done Um, I'm gonna pass the mic to one of you two whoever wants to go next but amazing can I just ask did you drop out of uni in the end then yeah I did you did and oh, everyone okay. had a heart attack. They, yeah. It took a very <laughs> yeah, long time for them to officially let me go from my course because they were fighting the case. Oh, and literally, okay. I even, I think, after a year into university, I was, still, I was still getting phone calls from my university asking if I wanted to come back. Wow. So, were you, like, really smart then? Or did, like, have... Like, <laughs> yeah, were, were you smart, really and smart? I was a like, black woman yeah. studying aerospace oh, oh, So they were the like, like okay. where are you going? Yeah. But, um, no, I, I, I don't regret it. I mean, mm. yeah. Gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Yo, you won. You know, you won right now. Um, So we're going to get into, obviously, um, your marketing experience at Warner and Disturbing London. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm a PR. So, and Sidetracked for a moment was like the key hub for where UK urban acts were being PR'd and publicity for. So I I just want to get an insight to what your time was like working Mm -hmm. with Cyan and Sidetracked and what exactly you were doing there. Because, Mm -hmm. like I said... Around at one point, that was the company to work at. I mm-hmm. applied several times. Mm-hmm. My aim was got aired, but hey ho, <laughs> <laughs> hey ho, I have a job now. Yeah. You move. So yeah, um, yes, yeah, so I actually started again social media. Um, Cyan tweeted that she needed like ten superstars to work at Sidetracked with her um, at Sidetracked. Wow. And I. Funny enough, I didn't think I was good enough, so I ignored it for like a few hours. And I was like, "Hey, no, 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 just just send the message." So I sent her a message. I was like, "Hey, I'm currently at aerospace engineering um, studio. <laughs> really love music. This is all that I've done whilst I've been at um, uni. Um, would really love to work with you and just learn. Like, I totally understand if I'm not qualified enough." And she literally got back to me. She was like, "You're flipping sick. Um, yeah, I want you down." And it was like, a, I remember it was like a big event. It was like. It wasn't a big event, but it was like, we all went down to Nando's. It was about 20, 30 people. Mm. All looked really cool. Looked <clears> like they were savvy in the game and stuff. And I was just like, oh, well, I'm not going to get it. So, um, And crazy enough, it was cut down to 10. Mm. And I was part of the last 10. After a few weeks before, a few, few weeks before we were supposed to start, that 10 now reduced down to three. That shows you how serious people were. Like mm. people were not serious. Ten people down to three. I think when people realize that you read, you have to work. Like yeah. this is not a game. Yeah. This is not you holding champagne while standing next Ugh. to you, Drake or whatever. Yeah. You have to work. Yeah. I think that kind of really shows you who really wants it. Hundred percent. So three after a week turned into two, and it was me and um, one other girl, and we literally worked together. 
we, yeah, we worked together for the whole summer mm. and then September I was supposed to be going back to uni. So obviously I went to uni. Um, but I I remember during that time we worked our asses off. Like I remember running through Shoreditch to go and do a, a press um, event with Peter Rosenberg just before his oh um, um, event and stuff. And that was my first ever task. So I was yeah. actually like shitting myself. And um yeah, just learning how to write a press release. The first press release I ever wrote, it took me two days to do. Literally, Sam was like, two days to write a press release. Like, we need to teach you. So literally, she taught me how to write a press release. It's like, very hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's very hard. But she was so patient. Like, bless her. She taught me how to write a press release. And oh, by the time it was the end of summer, I could write a press release in like 15 minutes. Love it. Without even thinking about it. Love it. Literally done. And that just shows you how, how much I learned from her. Mm. like literally learning how to like approach like press how to like um you know prepare an artist like if they're launching get their bio bio done like what to look for in a good bio Mm -hmm. how to write a bio so she taught me how to write a bio literally um which is amazing i can't even believe i even got to that stage because for me writing a press release was like i was racking my brain i remember i didn't sleep the first Mm -hmm. night because i was like i don't know how to Literally, I was stuck on the first line. But by the end of it, I knew how to write a, a biog in under an hour. I knew how to write a press release in under 15 minutes. Writing pitches. Writing pitches, you know, figuring out what press is relevant for who, because not all press mm, is good press. Mm, yes. Who sits in these kind of platforms, Who mm-hmm. what platforms will work for this kind of artist, etc. Learn about that. And then by the end of summer, she was like, I want to promote you. So I became a project manager. So I was basically doing press full-time. I was press officer and project manager. I was doing that full-time work whilst working at uni. And for me, that meant a lot because that opened a lot more doors for me. And I made, I made so many contacts and I bought my own clientele. And like, mm. it, was just, it was just amazing for me. That was like a blessing. I think that that opportunity really made a difference. And who was some of that clientele? So we had, I worked with Angel at um, Island. I worked with an artist called Lucas Di Pasquale. That was Universal Music Canada. Mm. Um, I worked with the likes, oh, there were so many. Oh, why is my brain going blank now? Literally, there were so many. Peter Rosenberg. Um, I worked on quite a few events as well for Cyan as well. Mm. But there was, there was loads. There was loads. I wish I could remember, but I'm so bad. I remember my own portfolio because I'm a duck which my communication um, coach said I am, mm. which means I hate talking about what I do yeah. or what I've oh. done, so I block it out. But I did a lot and I, it really helped me because then I had Universal on my CV. Yeah. I had Sony on my CV. I had like I had all these people on my CV that I didn't have before and obviously mm. that was like a flag for the major labels. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was amazing. I worked hard, but it just taught me like, if you really want something, you have to really work for it and mm. you have to really Ooh, want it. Yes. It's one thing to say, you really want it and be a- attracted to the idea of like being in the show, in showbiz or in music, but it's another thing to actually work and, actually do, it, and actually do it yep. mm-hmm. and get it done. Mm. And get it done efficiently. Mm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you said that because I think like working in music it is definitely like you know it's glamorous it has its perks mm-hmm. i can't say like you know i definitely do like do some cool shit mm-hmm. but it's me that works in pr music pr it is a lot of work mm-hmm. it is so many um different what's what i'm looking for not assets but kind of like 
parts of the puzzle in yeah. building a campaign, especially yeah. whether it's an emerging artist or mm-hmm. an established artist, different genres, international. And I'm so glad you're just speaking to that because I think people think that these jobs are easy because we love music. Like, you can love music, but you need to actually understand, like, the theoretical yeah. side of actually PR yeah. and marketing. And, you know, it's not just, I like music, I can do this job. Mm. There's a skill set a that skill you need skip. to have. There's a skill set that's skip. there's a skill set that is required and i think with a lot of people you see a lot on social media a lot of i see a lot of people especially young people getting frustrated i love music so much why can't i get a job in music you there's a lot more to (laughs) work in the music industry than just loving music that's just the bit that gets keeps you going (coughs) in the tough times But there's so much more, so much work, so much thinking. There's you have yep. to critical thinking as well. Yes. People overlook the amount of critical thinking that you have mm. to do. Imagine I have to figure out how the fan of this artist thinks. Where did they eat? Where did they mm-hmm. shop? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. books do they read? Do they even like books? Mm-hmm. What yeah. is their streaming behavior? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What publications do they read? Yeah. What do they wear? What is most likely to piss them off? What's yeah. most likely to make them happy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What makes them interested? What makes them sad? What makes them laugh? These are all the things that we need to think about. And yeah. I need to map a campaign about around all of these things Factors. in the hopes that, that that one fan who is one of, I don't know, a thousands or thousands mm. will stream the song. Yeah, mm-hmm. tunes in. All those little parts I have to think about. Mm-hmm. What, I, what what are you most likely to swipe past now? Because mm-hmm. now the, the technology has completely changed the la- landscape. So yeah. what are you most likely to swipe past? What mm. ad will attract, to, uh, draw your attention? Yeah. What ad won't? Mm. Do even, you get what Yeah. Even 100%. going back to the writing aspects of working in PR, like the framing yes. is so important. Like how do you frame... Um, the press release yes. or the pitch like you have what to be, words do you use yes, how do you gas up the track important. as much as possible even if it's not a good track how do you make it sound like the, yeah. it's the most amazing track for yeah because not, not every track is going to be not every great. track is going to be great so different clients. and you have to think about the journalists that just literally copy and paste the press Ooh. release so you're just, you're literally, speak on it the journalists speak on it Charlie copy and paste the journalism release. because no but they have to think about that so now you have to write the press release almost like a short form article yeah because you have to think about the journalists that are too yeah. lazy to write the, yep. the, um, the article themselves. Yeah. So who won't press play and you actually just will throw it out. No, 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 press play, I like it. Okay, copy, okay. paste. Copy and paste and put it on. Some don't press play. Let's just get yeah, it out here. Some, some people do, some people play. don't. But do you get what I mean? But you have this, all these things that you need to think about. No, 100%. Like, and sorry, it's not everyone that can do that. Not everyone's going to think about that. Some no, people, it's true. You see, even in the music industry, some people are just more occupied with getting that photo with that artist mm. than actually I mean, some a and are sitting in the studio being a part of the studio rather than managing the but at the end of the day, everyone reaches their judgment day because yeah. I, the Ooh. music industry, no one's safe. No. I'm not safe. Yeah, it's true. You're not mm. safe. No one's it's safe. Cutthroat. It's, it's cutthroat. Cut so it's like, cool, you can chill and take all the pictures you want. But at the end of the day, if you're not delivering the results, mm. you're going to get cut loose. And sometimes there's nothing personal. No, sometimes you are no. trying your best and yeah. maybe it's just not a right fit for you or mm-hmm. the job is no longer needed because mm-hmm. yeah. they're not, they don't the have enough rep for it. Yeah. They don't have enough mm-hmm. music for it. Cool. I'm so glad you said but this. But it's like, so no one's safe. Mm. so you have to also put yourself in that mindset like no matter how hard I work mm. tomorrow they might turn around and say that hey we don't need you no more or yeah. you know it's not working out or we're dropping all, these, all your artists you have to go do you get what I mean 110% they, these are the things that you need to deal with so it's like you need really thick skin but you also need to be able, able to like 
you have to be a really good critical thinker. You, yeah. you need to really be able to look into the detail of things. Mm. And it's like, people don't realise that. They think it's all party, party. I, you Sometimes you hardly get to party because they're so busy working. Yeah. It's like, everyone will tell you about all the cool things they're doing on social media, but they'll never tell you about how tired and exhausted you are from the Bruv. from getting that ho- getting home at 3am, having to wake up to 6am to go back to 110%. work. No one's going to tell you that. Yeah. Promo days are a myth. Exactly. A myth. <laughs> I have three days of promo next week. Like, yes. do you get what I mean? No one tells you about the back-to-back promo, the fact that you're so frustrated that you can't go to the dentist because mm. there's no time to do mm. it because every time you, you've booked the, the appointment, something has come up. Yeah, so even with this recording, something yeah. came up. With something recording. came up. Did and you get was, what I mean? Uh, yeah, mm. I was like, oh shit, are we going to get Steph And I really, I, I was really looking forward to it. I was like, yeah. I have to move it because I yeah. have to reshoot this video. I don't know what my week looks like 110%, yeah. That, I, kind of, that kind of leads into my question, actually. So... I wanted to ask because I've, I saw this tweet and it's going to sound random, but I saw this tweet <laughs> from T- um, T-Pain a while ago. And he was like, I really wish people, I really wish the way people thought the music industry worked is how it actually worked. Oh yeah. God. What does yeah. that mean to you? What does the that tree. sentence mean to you? It's a good definition. So what's, what's, what's people's expectation versus the reality of the music industry? <laughs> I think people expect it to be like, just, just, cool place where anything goes you know you just sit in the studio all day create music you know go out to Nobu afterwards you know know, have an expensive dinner (laughs) hop into your like Mercedes coupe go home to your big house like plaques all on the wall bear number ones it's not that Mm -mm. is it is it possible though is it something uh, when that you get to a certain height and even then let me tell you now the higher you get you go that the more pressure's on you because you're closest to the people that you have to answer to oh wow Oop. yeah Charlie. remember i'm just a marketing manager but the president has to answer yeah. to the ceo yeah who yeah. has to answer to the owner yeah. yeah the higher you are the more pressure you feel you yeah. really have to have a strong mind yeah. that's why there's only usually one person at the very top mm. because they need to be able to take that handle that heat a hundred percent i could some people can't take a grilling from their president <laughs> it took me a while to be able to take a grilling from my president but right now like I, I won't like I Rumble. don't shake yeah. yeah you can't but imagine you're shaking because of your common president go and answer to the owner and tell them why the, why the revenue is mm. down 12% Budgets, from last yeah. year because someone made the point last year with even Cardi B they're like she's paying their bills you know? she's yeah. paying the lights she's paying yeah. the light fees like the pressure like, with her do you get what I mean like, mental yeah. release press exactly. because we need more money exactly the higher you get the, the, the more pressure you receive so it's like cool um I wish it was like that sometimes, I guess, but I'm not naive to, when I was going to, I wasn't naive to think that that, that was going to be it. I knew mm. I had to work my way up mm. and eventually maybe I'll get there. But even then it's a lot of work. Yeah. You see a lot of people in the music industry, they don't have families because they listen, can't. Listen, listen. They can't. You're right. You're right. There's no time. That's a sacrifice you have to make. And a lot of people don't think about that. Ooh. They get in this and they're like, actually, this isn't, isn't what I thought it would be. Mm. And you see a lot, I, you see it, a lot of people start to uh, struggle with their mental health because yeah. they can't cope with the pressure, the lack of time for their own personal, like, well-being. Yeah. Like, even things as, like, three-day promo, like, literally, three, day, three days worth intense. of promo. You lose your mind. When, when you go home, you literally, you don't want to speak to anyone. Mm. That'll be me next week. Yeah, you don't want to speak <laughs> to anyone. So Sean episode next week. Yeah. In the podcast. Even me, by Thursday afternoon, I was snapping. I was literally like, I need to go home and sleep because I hadn't slept at yeah. literally this... I was so tired. Mm. I woke up like, feeling like I had a hang. I had a hangover mm. on the Thursday morning. And you didn't drink anything. I didn't drink. Right? No. Yeah. 
Okay, I had one cup of something. <laughs> but like, what, what's yeah, that going to do? At the what's same that? token, I imagine, and I feel this too, yeah. you obviously do feel a strong sense of fulfillment. Oh, yeah. And there's like a guttural love for what you yeah, do. Yeah, I, so I love... Speak to yeah. that. I love I, I love music and I, I, I do get fulfillment from what I do. Mm. It's amazing. The fact that I even have the privilege to do what I wanted to do is already an achievement because so many people could say they want to be a doctor or a nurse or uh, they want to work in the music industry. Very few actually, actually do. do. Yeah, so for true. me to actually do what I said I'm going to do is mm. already a blessing. I, I'm already mm. fulfilled by that alone. And you worked your butt off to get Yeah, that. and I worked As my butt off to get it. Exactly. So off. it's like, for me, it's like, I, I get fulfillment from that. The fact that I get to see my products come to life. Yeah. And then when they're on the streaming platforms and people are actually enjoying the music, that's mm. amazing to me. Yeah. Um, and seeing the influence that you're actually making. Making. Yeah. I, the influence, I'm... I'm uh, influence... Speak on that. very touchy to me. So for me, I feel like the way people think the music industry is, is as a result of how we push the perception that that's how it is. When you say we... I say I say people that work in the music industry. Okay. I feel like we have to be a lot more honest about our experiences and the things that actually go on in the music industry yeah. in order to be able to hold the door open for people that look like us to be in the industry. Yeah, people I, who actually will survive in there. Yeah. People that will actually survive in there because yeah. I feel like people build this perception that, oh yeah, it is fun. I'm having the time of my life. Yeah, like I'm doing all these sick things. Yeah, you can't sit with us. You can't get your exclusive only. Oh my God, these events. You can't these, sit with us culturally. That is rife. not the right message that you should be putting out there. Cool, enjoy yourself, love your job, whatever, mm. but be very honest about your experiences mm. and make sure you're not doing it from, your. even if you are celebrating the stuff that you're doing, make sure you're not doing it from an angle where you're like, this is exclusive. You can't, come. you can't come here. Do you get what I mean? Because at the end of the day, our mission as as black people within this music industry is to make sure we're holding the door open or leaving the door open for the people that will come after 100%, 100%. us. If you're making it feel like it's exclusive and they can't come here or they can't come within your proximity, you are then you are actively shutting that door. You're shutting that door, and that that entire community of young black people mm. that want to come to the music industry and change things. Mm. We constantly talk about diversity within the music industry. Mm. We constantly talk about talk about diversity within the like the how would you say the behind the scenes like people like me, marketing managers, A and R's, etc. Yeah, that will only ever happen when you actually hold the door open for these people. I because agree. at the end of the day, even if you don't, they're gonna have to jump through the hoops we have to jump through to get to where we are. Yeah, which means going through the unfortunately many white recruiters who may not understand your background yeah. and having to jump through those hoops and become the diversity quota. We've yeah. had one black person called, cool, that's one black person within yeah. the office. We're fine. We're safe. Mm. And actually creating an environment where they can actually thrive and survive. 100%. So for me, it's like influence is very important. In, <coughs> it's a very touchy subject for me. I don't like to think that I'm influential. See what I'm doing. Cool. If you like it, fine. I don't want you to ever think that idolize me or think that I'm better than you because I'm a marketing manager. I have mm. a job. Mm. I'm paying taxes just like everyone else. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, if we really, really strip it back, I'm a marketing manager. Someone else is a marketing manager at um, JP name, Morgan. Yeah. Someone else is a, a marketing manager at Ernest & Young or at, yeah, at, yeah, at yeah. the NHS. It's a job. <clears throat> Do you get what I mean? Hmm. It's a job and you shouldn't idolize people just because they work in the industry that you want to work in because it's a very dangerous mindset to have. Don't yeah. feed people's egos. They are just like you. If you want to ask, I've had people message me and say that they were too scared to ask me for advice or help. I'm like, Why? 
I try and humanize myself on social media as much as I can. I will talk about my dry ankles, eating pounded (laughs) jam, etc. But I do that on purpose because I don't want to be one of those people that make it seem like, oh, my life is perfect and you can't come around to me. I'm not like you. You people are peasants. No. Because no. mm. at the end of the day, we're all going home to eat, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> the difference is I'm actually tweeting it. Yeah, that's it. The is, is that I'm actually making it known. That's Do you get it. what I mean? And that's a, a thing that I'm very passionate about because we talk about helping the younger generation and changing things, etc. But mm. if you're actively closing that door, you yourself are contributing to the problem. You are. Be as be your real self. hundred percent. Be real with who you are and what you're doing right now. Yeah. If you are a marketing assistant, marketing intern, own it. Own it. Don't go and lie to your marketing manager and start oppressing people on the internet. <sighs> Yes. Be very real about yeah. your journey. Yeah. Be very real about your journey so people can get a real mm. kind of sense of what the music industry is like 100%. and not have a major shock when they get here and having to deal with their own problems or their mental health because they've been they feel like they've almost been tricked into an industry which is not like not how well prepared. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They're not well prepared. Yeah. It's like I tell people, it's like this game, you really have to have thick skin. You do. You're, you're you going do, to so. see a lot of things. People are going to say a lot of things to you. People are going to do a lot of things to you. You need to allow your purpose to be the motivation to move you forward yeah. to keep you going your love for music the fact that you know what you want to do here yeah. keep your eye on the mission <clears throat> do you know what I mean but don't ever become that person that's like making it seem like it's so exclusive that no one can get in you don't know what you're doing mm. in terms yeah. of the people that are watching you are being discouraged because they feel like they're not good enough to be in this space 110% I think that pays a testament to like tokenism number one yeah. people feed, it happens in every industry politics yeah. music whatever um, that's tokenism and two I even know an A&R who was at Sony last year who left because the music industry wasn't what he saw it to be mm-hmm. obviously he's very talented yeah. he, he's done a lot of work he's very talented yeah. but he left because of his like I think it was like mental stuff like yeah. he was just like I don't want to be here anymore I'm discouraged and music's not like what I thought it was people are idolizing me. This is not what it's like, like and all this kind of stuff. And he was speaking about it for months and then he actually left Sony um, because he just felt like, you know, he just didn't feel like the purpose and what he perceived it to be was like it actually was. Mm. So I also, I just wanted to speak about the authenticity thing as well, because I think what you said on being transparent online is so important. I think there's a lot of people who show the highlights but not the low lights. Of course, if you're at that party with your idol that you love, mm-hmm. obviously let the world know and just be yeah. grateful, whatever. But at the same time, when you're struggling or when you haven't got that invoice or like for me, for journalism, mm-hmm. or when things happen like that, I'm very transparent with people mm-hmm. who hit my DMs because the same, same way with you, people are like, oh my God, you're so inspired. I'm like, no, we are the same. Literally, all it takes is an email to get you on that public, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm the, exactly the same in terms of letting them know the high lives, the low lives. I still don't get paid by some publications. Mm. I still write bugs for publications mm. that I don't get paid by. So people just think, oh my God, living life. People thought me and Shopee got flown out to Essence. Like we paid for that with our own mm. money. Like literally people are like, oh my God, BD, like you got flown out. Mm. I was like, there's no budget in music for that. I'm telling you right now, they're not paying for the whole trip yeah. unless you're elite levels. Yeah. And even then it's sponsorship and you have to do a job while you're out there. Exactly. It's not just actually exactly. being out there. Yeah. You're actually presenting your hosting exactly. you're doing this so i agree it's about talking about what you do in mm. your free time it's about talking being a well-rounded mm. person it's about giving opportunities out when they come about because yeah. some people a lot of people who i've spoken to keep the opportunities to their chest they're almost like 
when they come up, they're like, oh, actually, no, like, I, I'm going to use it for myself. Or I'm going to use it for my friend. Like, I'm not going to give but it why? out. But why? <laughs> you just want to make the industry look like you. And I mm. even remember I went to the management, I think it was the awards for managers or something mm. in music uh, last year. And I walked in the room. I was, I must've been so gassed. I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like an award show. Let's look like, let's see mm. an artist like brought me along with them. Um, and I went in there, the room was white, like full, like basically full of old white men and a couple of token white women and a couple of token black people, like two or three. Mm. I suddenly felt really lonely in the room. I was like, oh shit, like this room is not, what I thought like because IG and my social circles obviously look diverse or whatever Mm. but when you actually get into those rooms and spaces you realize it's tokenism it's a collection of tokens black people or Asian people and they're in a room full of the hegemon and the hegemon don't want you they don't want too many of you yeah even though that some of them might have the cultural knowledge like you Mm -hmm. said so knowing the behaviors of the kids and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff for some of their clients a lot of their clients actually Mm -hmm. They might have, those kids might have grown up in the same area. They may have the special the special knowledge mm-hmm. of that area had this, where you can market that album or something like that, but you're blocking them out because it looks like a representation of you and you want to uphold yeah. that. So I definitely think it's so key for us as black people in the music industry doing a black um, British podcast about music yeah. to just highlight the real what's going on, our struggles, our obstacles, the highs and the lows yeah. and how we got to the highs as well because the highs could have been a friend. It could have literally just been a friend with a free ticket but we're making it look like I'm meant to be in this room. I yeah. got invited to this thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, Wait, I'm going to have to cut you off because we've got like four minutes. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I just want to make the point that it's so important, and I think we all have a crucial responsibility to do that. But yeah, anyone? Yeah, else, we got four minutes. So do we want to do one question each, and then yeah, should we call it a day? Okay. Right. Oh, this is so. We've sad. been like, two hours and twenty minutes. So. I know. Oh, okay, okay. we'll invite <laughs> you back. We'll invite you back. Okay? Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. So um, obviously you're a marketing manager. So basically, I just wanted to ask for as someone who's done marketing campaigns and worked with artists across Universal and Sterling London. So to people who don't know. And people who want to work in your in your position, can you actually explain what the basics of music marketing are and what your day to day is for those out there? Yeah, so I think for um, a marketing manager like me, I think the basics of my job is just mapping out the campaign. So how are we going to roll out? How are we going to make people know that there's a release coming? And how do we get them engaged? How do we reach them? What platforms do we reach them on in terms of social media, Facebook, Instagram, etc.? That all varies depending on their age. Again, it's about how we present the artists. How do we want them? How do we want the audience to think about them? Like, who do we want them to associate them with? Are we going to go with um, fashion? Are they going to be fashion led? Lifestyle led. Lifestyle led. Like, what is their story? Who are they? Where they come from? Why should Mm. people be invested in them? It's things like that. And then obviously, when their releases are out, it's making sure that it's being pushed as much as possible and is as visible as possible. Are we going to do billboards? Mm. Are we going to? collaborate with press uh, publications and like do some exclusive content <coughs> how, how do we get their personalities out there are we gonna are we going to put their personalities out there or they're gonna be more of a person who's like kind of mysterious so it's like figuring out all those things and how we're gonna present an artist basically present an artist and their story and their products to an audience so i'll say that's the basis of it me go for it cool and then i'll finish. my question is gonna be really basic mm-hmm. well in a way how are you and I asked that question because we talk about how um, you're so busy, you don't have time to actually enjoy your life and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And obviously you've spoken about how sometimes you ask um, artists, your artists, if they're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you have to look after them. Mm-hmm. How does that affect you? Like, how are you? 
I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm fine Such because I time, make time to make sure I'm fine. I don't... Music is... Music industry, yeah, that's cool. I'm a marketing manager. But I, I, I always say this is like, that's a small percentage of my life. I'm also a law student. I'm also a school governor. I'm also working on other things. Wait, sorry. You're a, law Wait, what, what? You're a law student as well? Yeah. So I study law. These are the things that I do outside of them. That kind of... I don't want to ever become my job. I want to be my own person and don't these are little bits of myself. I love that. So wow. I really respect that. I'm fine that. because really? I'm, I'm after once, you know, I've done all my music stuff, I'm a law student. And mm. when I'm not that, I'm a school governor. If I'm not that, I'm also a businesswoman. So, wow. That's yeah. I really respect. You got clap. I really respect. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Even a school governor, not enough people like of our color are like yes. looking at what's going on in our school on an institutional level because yes. obviously us as black people get sidelined mm-hmm. um, and like demonized in school mm-hmm. and like GCSEs and buried in that level. So you overseeing that and just being able to see some of the issues on your level is great. Um, my last question to you, back to the music really quickly. Um, what artists in the UK do you feel like is doing great without so many marketing tools? Like, because you're a marketing manager, yeah. what artist is really doing it without like their own kind of movement i could take a guess i think i know i've got i've got someone who i feel like is okay it all letters? no oh, okay we're not thinking about the same person oh i know who you're talking about i'm trying to think who's not attached to anyone no, someone that always got back they always, always got back ends um someone who's do who's doing well out or the least marketing tools to your knowledge that's a really hard question that's a that's very hard very hard you know what i'm gonna be very biased be biased but they they haven't released a track for us yet so i'm just gonna say someone like pounds he's a drill Mm. rapper Mm. he has got a very loyal fan base so someone of his his is his size at this stage he's still i'll consider him a developing artist yeah his fans are so loyal we we don't need to do much to create a demand we've literally you can literally just drop a clip and and this track isn't scheduled to come out yet and i'm there literally demand is insane i love someone like him who's literally just always done it with his boy with one camera and like his friends in the blocks and been able to amass the amount of views that he has literally millions of views his Mm. minimum views he has i think is about 600k (laughs) <laughs> he's um, about to be next not then well 400k what? actually wow. he's like amazing like the the fact that his fan base are so low and he's managed to captivate those the young audience like via snapchat and his socials and stuff mm. absolutely amazing um we haven't had had to do much we haven't oh so i'm sorry just the flip side of that yeah. question who's got the most marketing tools and is not doing well Oh, I've I've got a name, but that could be so many artists. That could be a lot of artists to be to be fair. Oh, I'm trying to think who Nick it. is thinking of. Oh, I've got one, but oh, is the first letter an A? No, it's the an S. S. You'll know who. Mine's is, is mine's a J. Oh, I can't say it because it's. <laughs> oh no! I can't. You know, I'm gonna say it's J one. Wow. Sorry. Who is sorry? You know who I'm saying? Sorry. <laughs> Ooh. Hi, Steph London. No. I thought you were going to say AJ Steph Tracy. London has probably one of the best teams in the music industry behind her. Part, I love her business Polydor. moves. Yeah. But when the music drops, it doesn't usually... She's, yeah. In every other yeah. avenue, she's doing really well. She is. And she's booked and yeah. busy and all that kind of stuff. When but in terms drop- of the actual music, no, I don't see a lot of people fans yeah, of but the music. Except for her and me, to be fair. You have to also note that there's a difference between the throwaway track and the main single. When she comes to a main single, you will know about it. 
These tracks mm. aren't necessarily her main single. With throwaway tracks, they're mm. called throwaway tracks because there's minimal marketing behind it. Yeah. Minimal push because okay. they're preparing for the big single. But the fact that Polydor were able to break a black woman via with her and me, obviously, and that's what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put her in the top t- um, 20. Um, no, that top was a 10. Move. That was a money top move. 10. That was a big move. A black woman in the UK. Yeah. That is insane. Mm. That's probably one of the... At one point, Polydor had three of their female artists in the top 20 mm. at the same time. So she no, definitely has one of the best teams yeah. in the game. I would say that I'm not even being biased. They're one of the best teams in the game. Mm. We just need to make also be aware that there's a difference between the throwaway track and the main single. But when that right. main single comes, we'll definitely know mm. about it. So Do you would know you what say there's been more? some main singles, though, that haven't just done well? Trust me. You know when Polydor's come in. <laughs> they really want to make a... a if they really want to make a fuss about it, they mm. will. Do you know what it is with me? I just feel like fans don't know her beyond her and me for music. Yeah. And that's fine if it is throwaway tracks and stuff like yeah. that. But you're saying someone like Pounds, he could probably not even release. It will be the same kind of release in terms of yeah. like minimal singles and he'd still get that traction. If yeah. that made sense. Like the people are there for the music yeah. as well as the kind of communal factor. But Steph London, we'll wait. We'll wait on yeah, it. We'll wait. But I J1, we'll talk about this off yeah. air. Yeah. We'll talk about this off air. Can I ask a question that's been really burning me? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of streaming? And the reason I ask that is because you spoke about all these analytical tools you yeah. use to kind of figure out mm. the demographics to then target. Yeah. For someone working in the music industry, what is streaming like for you? Because I know it takes away money, but at the same time, it's good for your job in marketing because you're able to... Is it? It's what? not. I thought like streaming for me, <laughs> I feel like it's given the these platforms way too much power and playlists have now become... I was going to ask you about this. Thank you. Our en- our either, it's either your best friend or your enemy and mm. really the fact that these editors have so much power, mm. I have nothing against them personally. Mm. Literally, if they don't like a track, it's, 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 it's done. Mm. The fact that being in like Hot Hits UK is literally your way into the top 40 mm. automatically on mm. the official charts. Mm. It's scary because now it's become a game of how do we get into these playlists and artists basing this success around what playlists they've been put into, 100%. like what they've been added added to. Yep. The fact that a playlist now, playlists can make or break a, a, a track or a release is insane. Mm. And I feel like it's something that I think a lot of people, especially people within major labels and major label bosses themselves are starting to realize and kind of push back on. Mm. So we'll see how it pans out. But for me right now, streaming, great for music consumption, but editorial, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a love hate game for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. Um, And I think I've seen artists streaming numbers versus the single that's on the playlist versus the rest and i'm like it doesn't build a fan base it doesn't it doesn't at all so you don't even know who these 40 faces are on the playlist no you just know no no it's in like it's so scary that mm. people just don't even that that's to me and i don't care like whatever if someone gets this clip that's what a j1 mm. that's what we've created almost with yeah the playlist culture that is what we've created and to be honest eden has said the point he's really talented beyond like before his older music but in terms when did i say that that's you, said that you said he's talented before, oh, okay. before in the past. You said he's ha- you don't feel like this project was good, but you think he's has talent before. I was probably talking about his like his breakout single. Oh, like, okay, don't yeah. get me wrong, I think he he's 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 talented. I mean he's clearly got something there, otherwise people wouldn't listen. Mm. I just feel like for the amount of marketing he's getting, he's not delivering. It's not he's not delivering as in it's not translating charts, isn't mm. it's yeah. clearly not translating to you know, other people in terms of like fans, etc. I just feel like maybe there's more to be done. But hey, like, 
I'm trying to be politically correct here, but I've we'll already talk put myself there. in some hot, mm. hot water already. But yeah, like we won't do screen yeah. grabs and say J one. <laughs> we won't do that. <laughs> that it's fine. But yeah, cool, yeah. cool. Shopping anything? Well, I do, but we don't have enough time, so it's fine. To be fair, we got one more, so ask one more quickly, a quick one, one that you think's these like you got two minutes. No pressure. <laughs> ask the question now. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah was it like you know? working for Tiny Temper's company. Obviously, I feel like we haven't really actually touched on that. The Disturbing London was founded by Tiny Temper. And his cousin, no? And, and to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what's it like? Because obviously we now have seen Tiny grow into this artist and yeah. the mogul, but what's it like working alongside him and being so, his colleague, I guess? Um, I think people have this crazy perception <coughs> of Disturbing London. So Dummy, Tiny he's obviously working so he's doing his own thing Dummy is more the person that kind of like runs yeah runs um disturbing london it's great working um in disturbing london obviously Dummy's like one of the best businessmen in the game so it's great to learn from him um it's a smaller team which i love everyone's really hard working we're just all about getting the job done which how I many really of you love. are there i would say it's about 10 10 to 11 of us that's a nice number yeah so um yeah no it's great everyone's Again, willing to do the work and get it done, which is great. I think everyone has the gr- the correct mindset in terms of like how we're working as a team and how we're working towards the same goal and just figuring out how we can get things done. Always looking for a way where it seems there is no way, which I love. But yeah, no, it's amazing. I would say, um, yeah, probably one of the best teams I've worked with to date. Like everyone's really hungry. Everyone's really young. People know that and they know the culture. They know the scene. Mm. And they're very passionate about their artists as well, which I love. So you don't miss major label life? No. I mean, I, I'm still... Obviously, Disturbing London goes through Parlophone, which goes through mm. Warner. So we're still mm. in the Warner building. Do you get what I mean? It's still technically a major label within the major label. So it's not... But you have more autonomy then. Yeah, I have more autonomy. I don't have to like jump through several hoops and then have people question me about my culture and why this will work mm-hmm. in the scene Ooh, where triggered. I've literally grown up in. But mm, yeah, triggered. no, it's the, which is which is great for me because I feel like I work with a team that actually understands. It's not like I'm constantly explaining the history blessing. of black music in that the UK. But yeah, that is a blessing. I had to educate people on the difference between Alt and Afrobeat a few days ago, but we'll save that for off air. Between what and what? Alt and Afrobeat. But uh, we'll do that huh? off air. Huh? That's, that's an off air huh? conversation. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm going to have to jump in because I'm going to be here for three hours. But yeah, that was the episode today, guys. Um, That's DAT, so D-A-T-S-P-O-D. Remember Vero, that's a new platform we're on. Twitter, Instagram, anywhere else. Just type it in Google. It'll come up all our links. Um, Don't let the stands. Please review us. Please review us. Um, And yeah, thank you very much for listening. Stephanie, thank you very much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Brilliant guest. Brilliant. I think we've been wanting to have like an in-depth conversation like this for a while. So it's great that we finally had it. And obviously we'll have way more. We'll do that Chris Brown episode that Shoppe was talking about at some point. Um, (laughs) Do I have the time for that? (laughs) My mind. But yeah, great episode. And thanks for listening, guys. Peace. Peace.